Hey, I'm Annette Mahindra. I play Hug, a.k.a. Jennifer Malik, and I'm on Below the Belt Show. What's up, everybody? This is Jenny from the block, and CRM is in the house tonight. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Another episode of BTB Elf. Another episode of Soda BTB Celebrity Soda. Your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure, guys. We have a special show for you tonight. We are celebrating the birthday of a good friend, an actor extraordinaire. I also call him Mr. Showtime, the co star king. He's the one and only Vinny Mac, Vince Eisenson. Happy birthday, Vinny. Good Thank you so much. Good to be here. Good to be here. I will also se- accept the one-line wonder if you want to <laughs> If you want to call me that, too. Well, I think Co-Star King's a little more flattering. That, that's right? better. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We got a great panel, uh, Vinny. Uh, it's your birthday show tonight <laughs> on TV. Let's go ahead and also welcome your friendly your friendly law enforcement officer. He is an actor extraordinaire. He is a police consultant. The list goes on and on. Victor Dobro, also a co-star king. Hey, thanks, guys. Awesome. <laughs> I miss you so much. It's been such a long time. It's been a long time since we had you on BTV. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Vinny, yeah, we got a special show. You know, I've, I've, I know Victor was supposed to join us for the in-person celebration, but uh, I know he's making up for it tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you missed some great cake and uh, a, a a political celebration um, with uh, a Montgomery County official, right, Vinny? Yeah, the Monty County executive winner was there, Mark Elrich. So I was glad I voted for him. Otherwise, that would have been awkward. Yeah, they were watching the results intently as uh, Vinny was celebrating his birthday last night, which is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun, man. I'm feeling it a little today, but it was worth it. A lot of fun. <laughs> Good, good, good. Very nice. Yeah, I met some of your friends. I met uh, Mrs. Mac. Um, yes. Yeah, which I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet. I'm glad I did. Um, one of your um, hometown buddies and uh, some of your thespian friends. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And my cousin was there. You got to meet and her. And your cousin's a little bit of the yeah. family as well. So all in all, a good time. And uh, yeah, so I figured tonight or we're going to do a little panel. Um and uh, we're actually going to be welcoming two surprise um, guests that will be joining us a little later in the program, who may or may not know Vinnie Mac. So. 
<laughs> I think we'll leave that for <laughs> as a surprise here on BTB. Uh, we we're gonna have we we're gonna have a special guest uh, joining us at the start of the program. However, sadly, she had to cancel due to a family emergency. Um, the lovely Aussie Jessica Ray Taylor was gonna join in ah. our top topic of the week, which I guess I'll announce. Um, uh, here um, on the topic of the week, but actually, you know what? Before we get to that, Vinny, you actually have something to promote. Very recently, Vinny, you're a part of an NBC medical drama, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I had actually auditioned for that show last season. And I think when Victor and Ken were on, we did our Roles That Got Away segment. Yes, yes. And mine was actually about that show because I, I was, oh. you know, I was second choice for a part and I didn't get it. And exactly a year later, I happened to get offered a, a small co-star. So that was kind of nice to, you know, as a nice consolation prize. You get a one-liner <laughs> on the last season of the show. I will gladly take it. The last season, not the not the final season. No, this is the final season. That's of the Amsterdam. final season of New Amsterdam. It's done. So it was now or never. Oh, Wow! I got to be a part of it. Yeah. How did you like your experience? You were playing a, an artsy guy with, with some fashion sense, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your character actually had his shirt untucked, which is wow. wow. <laughs> well, as as Al is subtly pointing out, I don't have a lot of fashion sense, so that was a stretch. But no, I loved the wardrobe fitting. They gave me like six awesome outfits, and then they That's picked awesome. one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you're just there for a day. You have fun. You work with the the cast and they're all pros and hey one of my lines got cut but don't don't cry for me argentina it'll be fine uh that's <laughs> how did you like working with your scene partner one of the series regulars uh he was great yeah tyler labine who plays yes. iggy um he's just a fun dude you know he was he was trying to figure out the scene just like everybody you know it's kind of like we're all just trying to figure out the mm -hmm. scene nobody has time to rehearse but yeah we're just having fun with it we tried it a few different ways and um Everybody was cool. Background was cool. All the extras were fun to talk to. Well, there was one on your left that was a striking brunette. Um, <laughs> there was one. I don't, on... I don't know if she was playing your um your your, your girlfriend, you know, your TV girlfriend that is, um, or maybe one... she was just someone, that, you know, another uh, art enthusiast. Yeah, I think my character was interested in all the ladies. Oh, so. very nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for the ladies. We don't know if he got. I think he did hook up with one of them, but they kind of cut that part of the scene. Wow. So it's it's in the eye of the beholder now. Thank well, you. let's not forget the the little engine that could in indie series, and and myself and Victor Dobro over here got to work on the clowns. Uh, thank you, Victor, again for uh, getting me involved. Yeah, sure. No problem. That's project, it. Um, with the great Ross Otterman. Um, the director extraordinaire. Um, he shoot. messaged me today. I asked him, I said, um, well, first, congratulations, Vince. I don't want to, I didn't get a time to uh, apologize for my schedule and everything, but congrats on your um, getting older. It gets better than the alternative is what I tell people. Right. Six feet under. Um, like, yeah, it'd be death. But uh, congrats on all your work. I know you're like so busy now. You're turning stuff down. So I don't even offer you stuff that comes across right. my desk. <laughs> But, right? uh, yeah, no, I'm glad we all get to like finally be on a project together. I think that was like, like the first first time. So I was like, we're going to make this happen no matter what. Oh, and you never know. You never know. Like we got I've gotten friends on 
movies before where they were just background and they thought they were going to be okay being background and all of a sudden they got lines all of a sudden they're bringing in <laughs> other movie stars and to movie. co-stars now too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's, it's awesome networking now i'm just waiting for like right for, to benefit me <laughs> yeah yeah we had a lot of fun on set and uh my one of my hometowns of ellicott city which is adjacent to really my hometown of catonsville uh we shot in Glen Burnie, good old gb yeah. Um, and uh, got to portray a clown and also a townsperson. So, uh, yeah, I, I talked to the producer and I asked him, I said, uh, do you have a, a cover art me- for, ready for IMDb yet? Right. And he said, no, it's going to be a while. And he's like, and nothing on social media. And I'm like, oh, OK, sure. So then <laughs> I, went, I, I went back and deleted everything. But that's how that's how it is. Like these indie I, projects, it's like he's okay with it one day, and then the next right. day he's like, okay, everything's fine, that's fine. But yeah. nothing on the internet, nothing on the internet. Well, I post this. Thing. I, I actually asked Ross, can I post this photo of me with, with the clowns, you know, as a townsperson? But then, but then all of a sudden, he's got a generic message, uh, you know, text message that says, yeah, it'll be a while, but nothing on the internet. Like he probably just saves that message right. and sends it to any actor that <laughs> bugs them. It'll be a while, but nothing on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, they had a very professional um, um, gear. They're using very professional gear. Uh, You didn't even see you didn't even see the half of it like that. I'm telling people this is the largest and other actors will tell you this is the largest production I've ever seen for um, For an indie, um, you know, Mm -hmm. on the smaller scale. Not not a what do you call it? A studio studio project. Of course. Yeah. but um, yeah, and he's yeah, he's just filling in scenes. I, I did seven scenes in one day. It's a record, and all improv. And which is funny is I'm I was comfortable with the improv. Usually I'm nervous. It was like one scene where we, I didn't know what to say because my, one of my buddies was um, not in character yet, and mm-hmm. the camp, <laughs> camera was rolling. And I'm like, uh, well, that just messed up my improv because yeah. he's talking about he's talking about filming while on camera, and I'm like, no. But <laughs> you're I absolutely sense. right. The improv was, was a re- very refreshing because yeah. when uh, I did play a townsperson, he, he kind of gave me a few things to work with, you know, yep. and did. I obviously can't say what they are. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought that, you know, for someone that's just coming aboard as, as, you know, as a small role or day player or whatever, you, whatever have you, um, yeah. the creative liberties that, that uh, yeah. he was able to offer was really cool. And I even suggested some things that he was actually very, very cool with. Yeah. Well, I mean, he tends to say yes to a lot, and then whether he goes with it or not, uh, who knows? But yeah, yeah, a lot. Did you of get fun. to meet? You Lots. probably can't say Al, but were you there with uh, one of the one of the leads? I mean, I was there. I mean, how did it say? Yeah, Victor Dobro, Scott Swope, and uh, the actor that played the sheriff. sheriff. I'm like number I'm number twelve on the call sheet. Or something mm. like that. It's almost Victor almost top ten. The name of the actor that plays the sheriff. Is it Brian? Brian A. Wilson. Brian A. Wilson. Brian A. Wilson from The Wire and HBO's We Own the City. Okay, so okay, this was the actual sheriff that worked our our day on set. There might be. Um, well, I can't I can't tell you that. Okay. Vince okay. was asking about the 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 lead. That's Brian A. Wilson. Oh, the lead is Brian A. Wilson. So, there, yeah, he's awesome. He's other, awesome. There's other police authority figures in, in, the, in the series, or maybe maybe not. I don't know. Okay. NDA, people. Okay, cool, cool. Let's I got paid. I got my money. <laughs> I can edit out. All right. Well, cool, cool. Well, I think this uh, takes us to our um, special topic of, topic of the week. We're gonna do two. We're gonna do one now, and then we're gonna save one for when our surprise 
surprise guest joins us. All right. So this was suggested by Victor Dobro. Um, and thank you uh, for this, your suggestion. Definitely love great suggestions. And uh, all three of us are actors here on the panel. So it's very, um, it's good to get a topic that, that's relevant to what we do. But I'm a thespian. I don't so know. The topic is name the top five actors or actresses. No, no, no. That wasn't my idea. The play. <laughs> that was your idea. Mine was the other one. <laughs> that you, you'd love to play uh, a love interest, you know. So we maybe oh. making out. It might be intimate scenes. Um, and again, for the married folks in, in the in the virtual room, um, well, it's completely fantasy. Technically, you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> Um, should we let the birthday boy go first? Yes. Ooh. You guys go first. Can we do kind of a, I, I don't you have my full five. You know, reverse birthday. Okay. You didn't even do your homework. I didn't do my oh, homework. Okay. I'm going to go, so, I'm going to go, so go I'm going to do some note. improv. I'm going to do some improv. Officer okay. Lafif here. Do you mind so if we the start top with Dobro then? Yeah, start <laughs> with Dobro. I need to warm up. Start with Dobro. Come on then, Al, you go. This isn't fair. You like, want me to I, go? Oh, everyone's me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll go. So I tried to, you know, obviously, you know, I talk about, well, you know, I'll, I'll start with number five. Okay. So, you know, I had to, you know, uh, gosh, you know, it. it's, a lot, it. it's a lot more than the, it up. The, 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 the superficial for me. It's got to oh, be. Oh. It has to be. It's what's inside. It's what... So this is my number, my number five. I'm going to go five to one, I guess. My number five is not only beautiful, exotic. Super quirky, super quirky, and Ooh. I could see casting if I was at a certain level of, 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 of stardom to be, be cast opposite her. And my number five drum roll is the, the one and only Aubrey Plaza. Number five. Ooh. Number five. I, I have no idea. Okay. Um, Parks and Recreations, you know, White Lotus. West, yeah. White Lotus season two. <laughs> Can you put her She's up on the display, amazing. please? Thanks. <laughs> I'm not amazing. steal that one. I'm stealing that one. She's amazing in so many ways. Um, I got to meet her, um, and she that uh, I, that absolutely makes a difference. If you meet someone, you you get a great impression. And I've actually met four of the five actresses on this list. So okay, so number wow. five, Aubrey Plaza. Number four. Holy smoke. Can you, can you like, put them on the screen? Because I don't know who you're talking about. On these. <laughs> I have I have an empty square, like a, a, one free square, if you're able to throw them on there. I appreciate it. I'm about to, I'm about to oh, Google it. it off screen. It yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I All right. Number four. She is the Hollywood's it girl right now. She is. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Sexy, super curvaceous. Uh, you might have seen her in the movie called The Voyeurs. You might have seen her topless multiple times in Euphoria. Grant, okay, she's a little younger, okay? Uh, that's Aubrey Plaza, by the way. That is my yeah. Aubrey Plaza. But number four, um, who I didn't get to meet, but I saw her in person uh, in Sundance, but I didn't get to talk to her personally, so I guess it doesn't count as meeting her. Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney is absolutely stunning. Um, she's a fantastic actress. She is. Uh, she'd be a, probably a lot of fun to work with. Um, in fact, she was talking about how much there she is. There you go. How much she loved working with Dakota Johnson. So she, she's kind of like a fangirl herself, you know. She's working with Dakota Johnson on um, Madam Web, that oh, um, yeah. uh, spin-off uh, movie. And uh, one would think 
I don't think Dakota Johnson would be on this list, but uh, went in a little diff- different direction. Uh, she's definitely the top ten, Dakota Johnson, but she didn't make the top five. Damn, damn. All right, number three. Wow, this one, um, she's amazing in so many ways. Um, she's a second-generation superstar. You might know Nick her. Love. <laughs> you might know her from X-Men First Class. I uh, know her from The Batman, portraying the very sexy Catwoman. Her dad mm. is not on oh. Lenny Kravitz. Her mom is Lisa Bonet from The Cosby Show. Uh, Zoe Kravitz uh, ranks. Uh, mm. yeah, that's my number three. Zoe is just very, 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 very cordial and friendly uh, when I talk to her at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And the Screen Act, and not only that, the Sundance Film Festival, we actually sat at the same table and we had a conversation. Oh. See, this, if you notice, I'm, I'm picking not only beautiful women, but people that I've actually had interaction with that, that actually raises their stock in my eyes, you know? Mm. And yes, Zoe Kravitz is number three. She is amazing. And uh, it was good to see her again um, a couple of years ago at the Screen Actors Guild after we sat at the same table at Sundance. So that was super mm. cool. All right, number two. Number two, another second generation um beauty um her father is renowned singer phil collins um she is amazing in so many ways she's on the netflix show emily in paris um she has done many movies um as well and it's lily collins lily collins Mm -hmm. is uh she's super duper talented um one of my, my favorite projects of of lily collins was the um the yeah there she is yes the uh <laughs> she is amazing the um the movie she did with zach efron um on um the serial killer um oh yeah it's called um, extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile incredibly vile yeah it's a cool title yeah, yeah. yeah. epic of ted bunny so number one Okay, this one is probably very, very expected. Um, you know, got to chat with her very briefly at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, and it really, honestly, it was my my love of the character of Har- Harley Quinn, which actually even goes before she uh, this actress portrayed her. Um, even from the comic book, I was like, man, whoever ends up playing Harley Quinn, you know, she's got to be awesome. And honestly, they picked the perfect actress to portray Harley Quinn. Yeah. And of course, Margot Robbie has gone on to do amazing other films. She was just in Amsterdam, the film Amsterdam, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, and of course, my favorite, The Wolf of Wall Street. And yes, <laughs> judging on how Leo DiCaprio got really naughty with Margot Robbie, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, I think she'd be a lot of fun uh, to be as a scene partner. So that is my top five. Awesome. Celebrity Soto's top five actresses I'd love to be a scene partner. All right, who wants to step to the plate next? Wait a minute, just a regular scene partner? That's what it was. Anything can happen. Love interest. Love interest. Yeah, you said love. Okay. All right. Love interest, which does involve, yes, kissing and, and, you know, Oh, okay, so who's your honorable mention and who, who who's your same sex if you had to for oh a million dollars? Oh my god, wow, you, you, you're making me go rogue here. <laughs> I mean, we all got to do it. It's all part right. of the business. It's all the right. business. Fine. Honorable mention, 
honorable mention is Dakota Johnson. Um, mm. I, I was really struggling with her whether she would be in the top five or not. But judging on, I mean, have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> she just seems like a lot of fun, very open-minded, very sweet, sweet woman. Um, I got to chat with her a couple times. Once at the Gotham Awards, and prior to that, at the screening of her film *Peanut Butter Falcon* a few years ago. And both times, you know, she's just amazing. You know, and again, meeting them, finding out their personality, they're they're, they're cold, cordial. You know, if they have good rapport, or whatever, that'll be on me. All right, so you want a same sex? My God, I mean, it, <laughs> so we're talking age for Hollywood, uh, film or, or television show where you'd have to play a gay character, right? That's I mean, look, Brokeback Mountain is a great movie. People tease other people about it. It's a great movie. So, yeah, and this is full sag just, rate. This is not ultra low budget. Like you're gonna no, get paid. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And you're right. with a great, a great actor. Hopefully, it's the guy's not ninety years old and he's not eighteen. So, well, you know what? If I'm gonna do something crazy like this, it has to be a comedy. I am not going to do a very serious love scene. You know, no. Oh fun. come on! I what a comedy! No, I want to comedy. No, this is okay. I pick a comedian. I pick comedian Joe Coy for the. For I thought the, you were gonna pick Joe Coy. Yes. Okay. All right, Joe. Like, Joe you know, Coy. It would be it would be super funny. He's a fellow Filipino. Yeah. And A O O. Yeah. Uh, Why would Joe it be Corey. funny? That could be a drama. You guys could be lovers. Come on. <laughs> this guy? No, that's not him. Joe Koi, uh, spelled K O Y. Joe Easter Coy. Sunday, right? Koi, K O Y. Yeah. K O Y. Um, of course, he's got four specials on Netflix. He had that movie Easter Sunday. Certainly um, a star on the rise, if not already there. You know, I mean, is he selling out arenas? <laughs> there he is, there Joe Coy. He's funny right. as hell. He's funny as hell. That's the thing, you know. I for me, yeah, great hair. If you want to go for That's that, you know, it's like <laughs> it's got to be as funny and as off offbeat as possible. I don't want to. I don't want a stud. I don't want a Chris Hemsworth because it just that, that makes no sense. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so there you go. All right. That's who awesome. Wants up, who wants to step up to the plate? I'll, I'll go if it's not ready. Go for it. Go for it. I'm getting All some right. good ideas. I'm making my list think, right now. Mine aren't. Um, Start with number that. five. All right. Well, look, I try to pick uh, all different races, just to be yeah. fair. Yeah, but I know. do have, like, two two just regular whites. Whites. Can you say whites? <laughs> White people? <laughs> um, it's important um, to have diversity, of course. All yeah. right. Uh, I'll give you Olivia Munn. That's number five. I believe so. Okay. Um, oh, before you get to the next one, throw us some justification. She's hot. What? What do you like? I gotta look her up now. <laughs> Olivia Munn. Yeah. Olivia, Olivia Munn. Oh, and she's like half Asian, so like that's the Asian. Half Asian. Okay, so you got you want to get because there was probably like six months for for a while. Like you maybe, fell in love. Where did you fall in love with her? Like what what particular movie or you know? I mean, she was in X Men. Like it, it, she's in a, in a in a bunch, but she has like that serious look. I mean, I don't know. She's just gorgeous. I mean, there's so many women leading leading ladies in Hollywood, but like Absolutely. you know, I, I don't know. Um, but no, just that. It's I don't know. Just she's gorgeous, great actress, great movies. Nice. Olivia Munn. Uh, that'd be probably like number five. Uh, number okay. four, Kelsey as Beale from Yellowstone. 
the Native Ooh. American girlfriend in Yellowstone. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and that's because I was trying to find, you know, a lot of different races. Um, but that, that hey. she's, she's gorgeous. And I guess she is part Native American. Part Native American. So, great, great actress. And she's gorgeous. Um, it's probably number four. Number three, probably Zoe Zaldena. Zoe Saldana, woohoo! Because <laughs> she's awesome, and I would, Zoe. I would love to have any scenes with her. Any scenes? Yes. Linus. Would Linus. You be a ranger, would you be a ranger in a scene with her? I would love to be at least, at least pinned. That would be great. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at least pinned with a scene with her. But, right. Uh, no, she's she's gorgeous and a great, great actress. I mean, she just comes off very, very sexy and confident. Another um, Zoe. Both pick different Zoes, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then it gets exciting. Uh, maybe number two would be Evangelina Lily. Evangeline Lily, yeah. Lily from, from Lost, uh, Ant-Man and the Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah, I looked her up, and I I mean, I remember her from the Ant-Man and, and Marvel, yeah. but I didn't remember if she was in other stuff. Yeah, she was in Lost. Um, um, my gosh. But then my, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. my top one, maybe she's gotten, it's probably like a decade later, 15 years later, but in her prime, Kate Beckinsale. Oh wow, that's a good uh, and it's, one. Yeah. She's been in so many things, and she's she can play like the pinup girl, uh, like action, adventure, um, all the uh, what is it, the werewolves and, and vampire underworld right. series. Underworld, like man, yeah. so all all those are probably my top five. Um, a little bit of everything, but the honorable mention. Sure. Um, even though she's gorgeous, but because her intensity. And how she's playing these roles. Now, I've worked, you could say I worked with her, like I was standing in the background in a couple of scenes, but uh, Anna de Armas. Yeah. Um, because if, if we've seen some movies and shows or whatever where she's just smoking and, and like she brings the intensity and great editing and writing and all that stuff, but she's she's really great. But as far as, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like other leading women, like anime, she, she might be on the little shorter side. She may be like uh, um, our friend uh, Natalie Portman. A little bit on the shorter side. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just well. You know. She she really exudes sex appeal, and um, after watching That's... Blonde, I was definitely convinced that she could be top ten material for me. But yeah. if I met her, it didn't raise her up to that. So if I do meet her one day, maybe she'll be on the top five. So yeah. Now, when she wasn't done up, um, the scene that I I did with her, I mean, she's just walking around and stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, she's great. But then so the males like I couldn't I didn't want to think about this too hard, but I know I didn't want like I can't imagine myself. Too with, soft. With, oh, wait a minute. What did I say? <laughs> too hard. <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like uh, force my idol like um, mm-hmm. um, Denzel Washington, you know, or, or you're like an older male. And you don't want to go younger. So I'm like, all right, well, who who, who have played these type of movies? Or who who could see themselves comfortably doing that? Like you were saying, I was thinking comedy, but not necessarily for comedy. So I'm thinking of two. Yeah. Top one would be Taylor Kitched. Kitch. That was gonna be mine. Damn it. Taylor Kitch. Okay. <laughs> we both, we both like, really, uh, he's my number one just because he's like like I don't think he's getting enough exposure. I mean, he's in some stuff, but I think he's a lot better than than okay. than he he needs to be in more stuff. I I, I like him, and he's like I don't know younger ish. But okay. if it wasn't him, the only other one I could think of. You like, like him comedy. like Spacey, then, when it comes to your men. That's uh, my other choice. Damn it. You Channing, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. All right. And, it, and it, just because I think he's done, like, with the last one we saw, Bullet Train, all three of us, we were there. 
right? Didn't he, like, he said, is this a, a gay thing? But it's okay if it is. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no. So, like, I, I, I could see him, like, doing it for a million dollars and being cool with it. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, but I don't know. I just picked those two. I didn't want to think too long and hard about it. <laughs> long and hard. <laughs> Unintended, right? <laughs> All right. The birthday boy, Vinny Eisenson, your top five. Your honorable mention and your um, same sex. Wow. Okay. Well, you gave me some good ideas. Um, I got to put uh, De Armas on there. So we'll make her number Ooh. five. Ana De Armas, definitely. Nice. Love to do any kind of scene with her. Yeah. Any kind of scene. Um, what, was the movie, what was the movie that, that brought her to your attention? Um, I mean, Onion. What, not, not Onion. What's it called? Glass. Uh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Times out, of course. That was the first, and I she was great. What's the one she did with Affleck? What was that last one? The second, yeah, Dark Waters or something. Oh yeah, that was great. She oh. was good in that. Yeah. And then you know, Blonde, I didn't really like, but she was still good. Yeah. So I'd love to do a scene with her. Um, four. Let's go with Sydney. I'm sorry, Sydney. Sydney, sweetie. Yes, the voyeurs. Was it the voyeurs that that put her on the list? Yeah. That might have taken it over the top. Oh, so sexy. And then I'll so try to do some we haven't done. I'm going to go with um, Journey Smollett. I like a lot. Right. It's okay. She's uh, in Birds my of brother, Prey. you know, for, Birds we don't of have Prey. to talk about her brother, but but she. Right. Not Jesse Smollett. Right. But not him. But but her, especially in uh, the Harley Quinn movie. Yes. Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Birds of Prey. Which I was is like, very lovely. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a good choice. Mix it up actress. there, Vinny. Good. Very athletic, too. Um. Then I'm going to go two with... Two and one. That's the, these are the top two. Come on okay. now. Okay, this is tough. I'm going to go with Marissa Abella. Little known actress. She's in... Marissa Star- Tomei? No, well, ooh, that's a good call. Marissa Abella from Industry. Let me look like, her up. Yeah, she's on Industry on HBO. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think she's she's a great actress. That's wow. a good show. Very pretty. And you know... Yeah, why not? She's gonna be yeah. upcoming. She's gonna be in the upcoming Barbie movie as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Smokes. I wouldn't mind a scene with her. And then here's my number one. This is you were not gonna expect this, but I'm going with uh, Cleopatra Coleman. Hmm. Cleopatra Coleman, who I first saw oh. on uh, Last Man, that Fox comedy. Um. Yeah. She's Very Australian. Cool. Yes, Australian. Wow, she's got a really great look. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do a scene with her. Or if you see her. I can't hold that up a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good choice, man. She was in Dope Sick, too, actually. I was hoping to. Oh, great great show. Great show. We're going to have to do, next time we do this, I think this should be a repeat topic, but maybe we can expand it to 10. (laughs) It's a a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, She's she's lovely. She is. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so, a good list there, Vinny. You're picking um like at least two more, you know, non-household name actresses. So yeah, I tried to I tried to stretch it out a little, give some people some you know some some exposure. Stretch it out. Stretch yeah. it, I I just want to give exposure to people. Yes, that's right. yes. Yep. Very nice. Oh, and you got an honorable mention. Oh, honorable mention. Oh, do I steal yours or do you know what? Okay, here's my honorable mention. Sure. Because she's a little older now. But if it were ten or fifteen years ago, Diane Diane Lane would have. Oh my God! Wow, you'd love you you could be a man. 
What was that she, show? What about the movie? She was on Fire? House of Cards. She was on House of Cards. Yes, yes. She's but think like 10, 15 years ago. So I'm going to say she's she, your I'm honorable sure mention. She, I'm sure she would love to hear that. Wow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I want the experience, no, it's man. Not, well, you don't want her to be 10, 15 years younger than she is because even though this is fantasy, you would want her as her current age and, and, and working, you know. You could yeah. be a young guy. Because she's got a ton of experience. Yes. I, I would be the, the younger dude who learns a thing or two. Wow. Didn't they make a movie about that with Dustin Hoffman? They did. I would totally reboot that. <laughs> you would reboot that for your version. Okay. I mean, now, this is what now, we care about. What dude do you want to have sex with? I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, kiss. Well, you said Kevin Spacey. I mean, honestly. Oh, God. No, I mean he's a great actor. Why? Why not just uh, if we're gonna go there? Do you think um, he would treat you on set like he does people off set? I, I would need an intimacy coordinator. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And he would have to they, they, that person would have to hang out after they say cut. Exactly. I know that he does like the boys like half your age, but uh, you know. Um, Thank you, sir. Than, I'll go. Um, how about you know what? How about Brian Cranston? How about that? Okay. What? There you go. go. What the heck? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is wild. Okay. So I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm really happy I I I picked the comedian there. So. (laughs) Well, me too, kind of. Yeah. So we're just um, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about some Hollywood stuff, uh, and then our I believe our first. Uh, special uh, guests will be joining, so let's go ahead and. Yeah. We have to wait for that other, yeah. other question. Here, yeah, for the other question, we'll do that one. Yep. So here we go with Hollywood. It is time for the Hollywood report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. All right. So, yeah, man, the top of the box office, Black Adam, three weeks in a row. And I guarantee you it will not be this weekend because Black Panther is coming out on Thursday. But, yes, um, Black Adam is the number one movie from um, the weekend. Um, and uh, it's actually accumulated $134 million, So that's pretty impressive. Um, and this is, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who already proved himself to be a big box office draw. Um, no surprise there, but I guarantee you that that movie's going to number two on the list uh, once Black Panther, the other black um, superhero, um, uh, comes out. Um, so, and, and surprise. The like, there's more than two. Well, I meant like the Black Panther, Black Adam, you know, they, they have the black in the name. Not sure. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, number two is, you know, it's like this uh, Japanese anime has come a long way. And although I haven't embraced it as much as maybe other people have, but the movie One Piece film Red um, apparently uh, came uh, just came in at number two on the box office, 9.5 million. Very, very surprising that that an anime movie, you know, just kind of moves up, uh, you know, crunchy uh, roll, right? Box. It's like a crunchy roll movie or something. It's in that vein, yeah. But One Piece is is kind of uh, 
captured its own uh, um, fan base, um, but it is similar to Crunchyroll. And of course, Dragon Ball uh, is another very popular anime movie that was very successful. Pokemon as well. Um, and the rom-com with Julia Roberts and George Clooney, Ticket to Paradise, the number three movie. Um, that's accumulated 46.7 million uh, so far. And then you have um, Smile, the horror film that was filmed in Pittsburgh with Sosie Bacon and Pray for the Devil as the fourth and fifth place movies, uh, respectively. So um, the Banshees of Inishirin did not break the top five. That's with Colin Farrell uh, and, and uh, Brendan Gleeson, which I got to see a sneak peek of in New York for the SAG after uh, screenings. And um, I was Barry Keoghan. Oh yeah. It was good, man. Martin McDonough's films, and he writes and directs all his films, are very they're always black comedy. It seems. I think yeah. that's his kind of his, his go-to. And in this particular one, it, it it was the same, it was in the same vein. And uh there's a couple of very shocking moments. Um of course, you know, there's murder or attempted murder, you know, it's kind of kind of seen you know in his films you know i mean three billboards remember the three billboards outside oh, yeah. epic missouri which a fantastic fantastic film but uh yeah that only uh that only earned 4.4 million over the weekend um so not not in the top five category but yeah black panther already um sold 45 million tickets um in advanced ticket sales yeah so Jeez. And um, hopefully I'll be uh, checking that out um, either tomorrow or at some point so we can talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, have you um, you see what Terrifier 2 is doing? Are Terrifier 2 um, apparently wasn't it only budgeted at like two hundred thousand dollars and it made like three million. Maybe ten million. Is it up to ten million already? And they're in her back back in select theaters, ten million dollars. So return on investment oh. on that. And Holy then the guy Damon Leone, the creator, has already booked deals with steel box DVD set deals with Best Buy and Walmart, which I think are competitors. Wow. So you get one version at Walmart, you get a steel box, and they're they're competing. Like that's huge. Huge. It's amazing what some horror films can can do. I, I know that yeah. uh, Paranormal Activity is in a similar boat, right? Um, well, that was a big studio project or whatever. This is like independent. Well, no, it, the first one was um was oh, an okay. independent film. Yeah, the first. That's Paranormal crazy. Activity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that did really well too, and of course the Blair Witch Project, which is you know really pennies, but it, that was a groundbreaking film at the time. Yeah. Footage thing, but um. Yeah, I mean, so the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, of course, that they want to try to top the 200, over 200 million that the first Black Panther did. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it could be very, it, it could very well uh, do that based on the, the pre-sales, you know. Um, but, um, you know, the reviews of, uh, you know, they've been so-so, you know, apparently... <laughs> One reviewer said that the sequel doesn't land the same power as its predecessor. Um, and that could be due to, you know, what plagues most second chapters where the freshest of the first film has been incorporated into popper culture. And um, 
of course, you know, may, you might think it might have to do with, you know, I'm sure they might have had this uh, screenplay written had Chad not died. So, then, you know, you probably had to, you know, tweak the script, I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe maybe they wrote it after he passed away, but um, that that might be another guess. Was sometimes when you do rewrites, that really affects you know the film, you know, getting um, lackluster reviews. But that was just one review, you know. I mean, uh, you know, um, we'll see. You know, I'm I'm looking forward. It's part of Marvel, you know. I'm gonna watch a Marvel movie. God damn it, you know. <laughs> um, so let's move on uh, to um, which is number two on my list. Knives Out. They just dropped a new trailer for Glass Onion. And I got to give a shout out to Dave Batista, Washington, D.C.'s own, who's come a long way since bouncing at nightclubs in D.C. from back yeah. in the day, from going there to WWE and wrestling for the WWE and now becoming a bona fide actor in Hollywood. Dave Batista, damn, my buddy, um, you know, doing well, man. Go, go, uh, you know, proud of you, man. Um, and in the trailer itself, he, just, he, he definitely brings brings a. Uh, Brings a different a different side of a character I haven't quite seen before, so I'm um, looking forward to to checking it out. Um, and Edward Norton's in this one as well, and mm-hmm. uh, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, you might know from from WandaVision, uh, Leslie Odom, Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein. <laughs> Currently 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and then we'll have a theatrical release before Netflix. So that was a good move. Not only for the, the you get box office numbers, but, you know, it, it, they want it to be an Oscar contention. And and the rule is you have to have a theater run first. You can't just drop <laughs> it on a streaming platform. They made an exception one year because of the pandemic in 2020. But um, but I don't know who <laughs> I mean, I know a few people who see Netflix movies in theaters, but yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, and it's well, I think you know they're they're doing it one month later in Netflix, so that might drive more people to to go to the theaters and see this one. I don't know. I mean, it's that's true. Hard. That's true. Yeah, you can't wait. Because yeah. they used, to, I think they would do like the one week, you know, but this one's like mm-hmm. a month uh, apart, you know. But number three on my list is Darren Aronofsky's The Whale, which, um, dude, this trailer was just, I mean, it's it's a teaser trailer. It's it's not. It doesn't have much depth in, in the actual trailer itself, but for someone that went to a screening and Q and A, um, the the whole hype about Brendan Fraser's performance being Oscar worthy, that that's a hundred percent true. Mm, okay. Um, you know, when someone just completely does a transformation, not in the physical sense, but just you know, I I, I said very much the same thing about Eddie Redmayne in um, the film where he portrayed um, Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. what do you think about the the backlash he got or or saying that like it should have went to someone that was actually obese that right like like does that even make sense you know he was wearing he, he gained I mean, weight but he's also wearing a fat suit yeah he, he, he was already a bigger guy he's a big yeah. dude yeah but uh maybe maybe why would someone be upset like that's not fair you need to have like a naturally well there was a guy who there was some actor who i guess was in bros and he's like a fat uh gay guy and he was like well it should have gone to a a gay actor i mean i get that he was in bros would you friend that is not gay nor is he morbidly obese so yeah Yeah, there's two things oh oh, okay it's a tough you know i i get the argument it is pretty tough you're not gonna find a 600 pound dude and if you do he's gonna 
I mean, and and Hollywood, yeah, it seems to be the way they they the way they're moving towards lately. Cast mm-hmm. appropriate to the role. Well, yeah, if you got talent, that's all. Yeah, but you also have to have talent. So I mean, Brendan Fraser, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be the movie that's gonna make him, you know, bring him back. You know, pretty much what happened with uh, Mickey Rourke after the Wrestler, because that you know that's an all <laughs> Darren Aronofsky film. He kind of took that made it. me cry every time I watch it. Yeah, they, they they brought another actor from like you know a little bit of obscurity because they haven't done much, and then bring him back, you know, mm. in awards contention. So, um, so Avatar: Way of the Water, that's my, number four on my list. Apparently, will be going <laughs> to theaters. Um, James Cameron uh, was interviewed saying that if it if uh, the second film and the third film, well, the third film's already in the can, so that one, that, that one if those films underperform. That he's gonna pretty pretty much scrap four and five. He he read scripts for four and five. He just wants to know if people still give a shit. That's his direct quote. Will people well, give a shit? About maybe it? not after two hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> Three hours. I mean, I saw the trailer and I was just like, yeah. I don't even I care. It's just CGI. We've we seen the CGI. People, it's it's probably like what, fifteen to, years we're too used late. To this now, yeah. It yeah. was groundbreaking whenever it came out, and now it just looks like any other CGI. I'm like, I don't really. Care. It should it should have just came out when it was hot instead of yeah. like what, what there, there there's no reason for it. I mean, but you go to the toy store or the toy aisles, they they're selling Avatar original stuff now. I think they're original. Mm. It just says right. Avatar. But I don't know. Like it's yeah. money. It's a money machine. I'll check it out. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, we're so inundated with that motion capture and CGI. It just doesn't look that special anymore. Yeah, and it has been eleven years or more, mm-hmm. actually, more than eleven. No, years. it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. So since the first film. So um, he also uh, said in the interview that he had another sequel called Avatar: The Higher Ground that was well over a hundred pages that ended up being thrown in the trash. <laughs> So that's one he won't use. Um, so apparently, I'm sure he feels a lot more confident about the way of the water. Um, all right, number five, Zach Afron. We just saw um, a promotional image of him as Kevin Von Erich from um, oh, wow. the, the famous wrestling family. Yeah, so this is his movie called The Iron Claw. And it's a very tragic tale, a family tale of, of like six yeah wrestling siblings and yeah. five of the six passed away um for, for different reasons you know um with uh kevin von eric being the only sole um living brother amongst the the, the the wrestling family you know everyone else died sadly and it's uh i think it was it's a story worth being told there's a lot of thought, you know not just for wrestling fans but i think there's a lot of emotion that can be told about this but Apparently Zach got really ripped. Really, really I didn't know it was real. I couldn't believe those pictures were real because yeah. I saw them I saw them under the context of it's a meme because the hairstyle he had made him look like He-Man. Yeah. And so like I don't I don't know if the hair was fake, but the body was real. And I was like, well, until I see otherwise, it's, that it was, looks like it. Yeah, that was true to Kevin Von Eric's hairstyle in the eighties. Was that bold he, cut? Like he you don't like and he's huge. I wonder yeah. how much spinach. I wonder how much spinach he ate to get right. paid for that role. Exactly. He drank a lot of milk and ate his spinach. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So that's a film, uh, you know, that's uh, going to be released in 2023. All right. Um, movies in production. Number six on my list, starting with the, our genre films, um, stuff in our pop culture of uh, 
the comic book world and, and beyond. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel for the the very popular animated uh, film, um, just uh, just got Daniel Kaluuya as a voice actor for their cast. And of course, this will follow Miles Morales, who has taken on the mantle of Spider-Man as he reunites with Gwen Stacy uh, to navigate the complicated web of the multiverse. And uh, yeah. I liked it. It it grew on me. I didn't like it at first, but it grew on me. And then the, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is awesome. Really good, good music on fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. So the second film comes out June of 2023. So there you go. All right. So Lionsgate is coming out with an Anna de Armas led John Wick movie. So this is going to be uh, in the same universe. Uh, it's called Ballerina. They, <laughs> they just confirmed Ian McShane the reprises role as Winston. Manager of the Continental Hotel. Um, Keanu Reeves is expected to make an appearance. I guess he's still in the, the talking phase right now. But this will be a female-centric spinoff of the John Wick um, films. And, uh, yeah, Anna de Armas, a young female assassin who seeks revenge against those who killed her family. So, Hey, um, how did you – did you hear about the Friday the 13th prequel they got? Yeah, yeah, that that one is. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. It's called Crystal Lake. It's like, going to be on Peacock, right? A it was it A twenty four is a studio or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's going to be a pre- oh, I, prequel series on Peacock. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Or is it Paramount? I think it's. I think it's of, Peacock. Yeah, it's Peacock, Peacock wants yeah. to milk that horror stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very very wise for them to do and to do a popular franchise to get those subscribers, no doubt. Speaking of uh, reboots, The Fall Guy, uh, which was a popular TV show in the 80s, is going to be a, a feature film. And, um, oh. yeah, so that's going to star Aaron Taylor Johnson and Emily Blunt, along with Ryan Gosling as The Fall Guy. And they just Lee cast... Ma- they Lee just Majors? Cast, yeah, Lee Majors. He was the original Fall Guy, yeah. I got and, his autograph. Yeah, it was autograph? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Winston Duke, who's in uh, Black Panther, is going to be uh, cast or was just cast in this Fall Guy movie. And if you're uh, a newbie, you might have said he just got casted. That's a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, did you guys see the new Quantum Leap? I haven't no. seen that show yet, but uh, uh, you're not missing anything. I'm, I got about half halfway through and I'm like, eh, it's not kind of ru- it? it seemed kind of rushed, little low, low budget, I, w- I should mm-hmm. say. And it's a total ripoff of the original. And then I immediately uh, they showed I'm going to give it away, but they showed the original was Scott Bakula. I forgot his name. Yeah, the Scott guy that Bakula. played. So they showed his face like on a hologram oh, without wow. getting into the story. But then if you Google Quantum Leap, he, he came out publicly said, yeah, I heard they're redoing it. But uh, uh, yeah, but it's not going forward with me. So you just shut it, everything down, unless it's one of those. That's a shame. Dis, dis, unless it's a disinformation campaign from him, yeah. because actors oh, have yeah. been known to do that before. But I would, well, I would love to see it tie into him more. But I don't think it is. They should. They should pull a Cobra Kai with 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 uh, Scott. Yeah, everyone would love that. But uh, I don't. You know, from what he's saying publicly, he's not a part of it. Yeah. But they use they use his image. They use his image for sure. I wonder if he gets paid for that. I don't know. Whether whether he likes yeah. it or not. <laughs> yeah. Whether he likes it or not. Um, let's see. We also have um, a Gran Turismo film based on the popular video game with, oh. Spi- with Spice Girl Jerry Halliwell joining the cast. Um, interesting. And this one uh, we talked about a while ago, but it's David Harbour 
and Orlando Bloom and um, Archie Medecki. Um, oh. Yeah, so those three along now with uh, with the former <laughs> Spice Girl joining the cast. This is interesting, interesting casting out of nowhere. That's Ginger Spice, you know. Um, and uh, Maria Bakalova, who was brilliant in that Borat sequel, uh, is joining Ruby Rose and Eva Green. And um, well, it uh, oh, there's Orlando Bloom. Can I change my uh, like um, same sex? Oh, you got to change it to Orlando yeah. Bloom now. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a wise call, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Ruby Rose, Eva Green, Maria Bakalova, they're going to be an action thriller called Dirty Angels. And uh, it sounds naughty, but it's not. It's a fictional story against the backdrop of the U.S. withdrawal from Af- Afghanistan. In 2021, follows a group of female soldiers po- posing as medical relief who are sent back in to rescue a group of kidnap teenagers caught between isis and the taliban that's a that's a heck of a um, a plot line there I, that's something i yeah. want to check out that's kind of cool you know it's kind of you know too bad it's fictional it's always good to hear a, a true hero story you know come to life you know mm-hmm. yeah Ly- linus there you that's go. a true hero story come to life isn't it that's a cool program. There's a couple books about it, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's almost similar in that vein, right? The female soldiers in, in Linus, kind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're getting a movie with uh, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, and Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, not playing the Marvel characters, but a movie uh, <laughs> called Wind River, the Next Chapter. So, uh, oh, sorry, Wind River, the Next Chapter, which is a sequel. Your 2017 crime drama. Um, oh, yeah, set- the Taylor Sheridan movie. Yeah. yeah, are any of these filming in Maryland, Virginia, or Pittsburgh? Um, <laughs> well, they said it's set on a, a Native American reservation in Wyoming. But okay, so they, are they no southern shooting, accents. Are they actually shooting in Wyoming? That's, a, you know, even though Maryland, are, Canada, oh, shot? Canada, probably could be shot somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see. They're going to do a true story. Uh, I guess a uh, a biopic of Snoop Dogg. It's oh, a God. Little biopic. And, of course, for you uh, Marylanders here in the DMV, I'm sure you can celebrate with Snoop, the 420. Uh, effective on July 1st, marijuana is now legal. Uh, uh, possession medicinal, under, I think. Is it medicinal? And, and recreational under a certain oh, okay. Num- a certain well, how would you feel if your if your friendly neighborhood police officer smoked weed before patrolling? Would you feel okay with that? <laughs> Maybe there are hey, no negative no. Si- no negative side effects. Remember, right? No, harmless, yeah, harmless. yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean it's cool for everyone else. Just like we don't want our cops doing it, or right. doctors, or judges, or lawyers, or teachers. Exactly. Or, I mean, can, yeah, can a teacher on his break go hit a bomb? I mean, you get the body? secondhand anyways. Yeah, that's true. So. If they drug tested you after your classes, like you'd pop positive. Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of people that are, I mean, a lot of celebrities that are very. No, I just, I really don't care. What I like is <laughs> how people talk about it. Right. And really, my old governor, Gary Johnson from New Mexico, was the first governor in the nation to even broach this subject. Right. And I, I, I thought that was really good of him. And I voted for him way back when, Gary Johnson. But, um, yeah, I, I like being a part of the conversation because it's not as it's, I don't think it's as black and white, but you can say it's just like like uh, alcohol, like over the years. You know what I mean? Like 
no, no sex with husbands until, you know, we ban alcohol. Like, oh, they were crazy back then with pro- prohibition and all that stuff. And um, I don't know. But yeah, I'm just babbling. I really don't care. I mean, I do care, but. Well, you know, it might affect you. Your do, you do you. You do you. It might affect your job in some ways, right? You think? I don't know. I mean, look, <laughs> if, look if you're asking me my, my opinion, I'm going to tell you that marijuana is still one of the leading elements, common elements in, in a high homicide rate across the country. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, how, how? It's free. But, you know, you don't think drug dealers are shooting each other for their weed and money? So, like, I don't if you make yeah. it like, you know, it's 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 still involved in the criminal element. So I don't think it's as easy as like make it legal and then you'll never have anyone shooting each other right. over marijuana. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then it's very difficult for officers mm-hmm. um, to to um, stop like uh, DUIs, driving while intoxicated or, or, or on 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 chemicals in, in marijuana. Um, They're going to have to set a level for that. I mean, right? Because it's how are they going to test? If the technology is not. I can tell you what. Yeah. What what yeah. you can. If, if if your ability to operate a motor vehicle has been impaired to the slightest degree, you can be arrested. Mm-hmm. And then they can do the breath test or blood test to see how mm-hmm. much alcohol you have in your system. But I've arrested like maybe one or two people for like driving while on cocaine or crack. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. It's a long uh, process and Maryland doesn't certify every officer in the state to do these tests. Mm. Not every officer is even allowed to do the breathalyzer on their own driver, but other states you can. Like you trust me with a gun and badge, and I can do all this, but if I pull you over for DUI, I have to find another neutral party police officer to test you for alcohol. Like what are they thinking? Like I'm gonna arrest you and like uh, give you give a dirty sample to the machine. So anyway. I told mothers well, against drunk driving, that's an issue. Mothers against drunk driving. Why do some states, uh, officers can process their own DUIs and breath tests, and, and our state can't? But I'm giving you guys a little bit too much information off the top. Yeah, but I, I think we're, gonna, we're going away from the entertainment. <laughs> <side. So laughs> we're talking, but that's, that's quite a right. Yeah, we, we talk about other things here. BT, BTB. Sadly, I just got informed that one of our surprises is not going to be able to make it. I'll read what they say. <laughs> I'll announce who it is. Um, apparently, uh, he said, not tonight, my friend, too fried from a long day, need to veg. Next one for sure. And that was uh, actor John Judy. Um, oh, wow. That, wow. That is joining tonight. Dang. And that was one of our surprises. Um, yeah, I had more surprises, Vinny, but it looks like we're down to one surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, Damn, John, you did us dirty, Damn. John. Damn. <laughs> and I was I was really looking forward to to the virtual meet between uh, that would have been fun. Victor and John, but maybe we'll have that in a, in a future. We, I guess I guess uh, I guess Brain you're off the hook. Sure. You're you're off the hook, Victor. I know. You <laughs> mean off the hook? I, was I, mean, forward, I, 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 I always look forward to all your guests. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, well, uh, let's uh, drop one more thing before we take a classic cut break and, and uh, all that stuff. Um, let's talk about Star Wars, which is my favorite fandom. Um, director Sean Levy in negotiation with Lucasfilm to direct a Star Wars movie. No details as far as the timeline, and because the Star Wars timeline is all over the effing place. Um, which characters and, and things, and no, none of the casting has, has been uh, announced yet, but... Uh, he is directing the Deadpool movie, as you know, um, with Hugh Jackman reprising his role as Walt 
which is really yes. Yes. No, right, right. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman will make an incredible team. Uh, he'll also um, direct some episodes of Netflix Stranger Things uh, for the final season, which is exciting. So, uh, and in other interesting Star Wars news, Andy Serkis actually returned to Star Wars in Andor, uh, the series. I on saw Disney Plus. And what's interesting, he also plays. Snoke uh, in the sequel. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Now there's all these fan theories of whether this character of <laughs> Kino Roy, who is, you know, he plays a live action character of, is the same person as the CG, um, you know, clone of, of, of uh, you know, partial clone, yeah. I guess, the Emperor. Um, and then he said, I thought it would be a complete uproar and more confusion for the audience, thinking that there could be some sort of connection between Supreme Leader Snoke and Kinoi Loi. So that... But is he Hawaiian? Mind. Yeah, Kinoi Loi. And it sounds Hawaiian, right? <laughs> so that was my only hang-up. And he said... Have you guys been watching the series? I'm a little behind. I'm a little I'm, I'm watching it. I yeah, I'm just I'm disappointed. It's very, very boring. It's a lot of di- it's dialogue that, heavy. That is exactly and, why... Um, that is exactly why I haven't kept up. Like as soon as it drops, like I was with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, it just didn't have that same magic with me. And you're right. No, I don't know what they're going for other than like yeah. a cool back backstory. But it's, it's I mean, they kind of sh- they, they show him how that Diego, what is it, Diego Luna? Yeah, Luna, yeah. They kind of show him. I mean, he he's known in Rogue One to shoot and kill someone or be willing to. Do, he, he did it, and then right. he's willing to kill others. So they kind of show that in this. And so, like, that's the whole thing about the series, like, showing how this guy yeah. is the only one in Star Wars history to, like, well, Han Solo shot first in the mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, um, yeah. R scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not connected with, they, with it they at won't all. Change that one with Han Solo to, to. Yeah, I'm watching it. It's just I'm not really interested. That's like, I, I really Rogue yeah. One was good. It's probably one of the best. But then, like this whole prequel series is, I'm not feeling we it. We love Rogue One, right? But Andor yeah. is not, it's not capturing me the same and Force, way. Force Winker's in there too. Or any of the other series. I mean, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, even hell, even Obi Wan were, were had me every week watching. But for whatever reason, the, something about the series is not like getting me to watch like right as soon as it drops. So I think I'm on episode six. I'm like four episodes behind, but. Um, he Give me your said, best Forrest Whitaker uh, um, Rogue that, One impersonation. Because <laughs> he's not an over-actor or anything. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. But, but you know, he was basically saying, you know, that was his hang-up because of the association and the fans' response. But he said he, he was curious if he was going into the melee of uncertainty again. So once he got through the smoke, Snoke Theory quagmire, it didn't take long for him to commit. He's good. He's, he's good, good. But I, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Basically confirming that there's no relation to his character and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, so over on Star Wars, uh, Disney Plus, the new series, The Acolyte, uh, just started production. Carrie Ann Moss from Matrix just joined the cast, which I think is a fantastic uh, addition. Also, um, Weapon X from Logan, uh, the young actress Daphne Keene. You might remember her from the Logan movie, who was the little... Oh, yeah. The little mutant X. Yeah. yeah, she's all grown up now. Um, she's going to be in this uh, Acolyte series. And uh, already announced is Amanda Stenberg, Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. Which I think is a great, great uh, addition to have uh, 
you know, have him, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah. Um, Manny Jacinto, Jody Turner-Smith, and Charlie Barnett also joined the cast. And uh, this will be the High Republic era in the timeline. So this is before episode one. Um, oh, do you mean the yeah. real episode one? Or, or the, before the, Anakin? Before Anakin, yeah. Annie. 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 This is the first time they're going bef- earlier in the timeline episode one. Everything's been after. That's what they call the High Republic era. And a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. So I'm sure they'll adapt some of the lore, the comic book lore of the High Republic uh, comic book that's, you know, pretty popular. Just got dropped. Um, Also, they're doing an Indiana Jones television series on Disney+. Plus. Now, won't follow... um, the Indiana Jones Chronicles, but it'll be a prequel focused on the young Abner Ravenwood, Marion Ravenwood's father, who remains a much talked about but never seen figure in the Indiana Jones lore. So I think that's uh, pretty cool. So this is other stuff on Disney Plus. And you know, Al, I don't, we probably can't say it, but there was a panelist at the BNM WebFest who mentioned she's in an indie project. Maybe she was talking about this. Indie as an Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah, not is, she, is she able? I mean, she said it on the panel. She I guess said she's in Indiana Jones. I don't know what she's. Maybe she's talking about. You this. know what? Not on IMDb yet. So maybe we should. We should. Oh, say yeah. It, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Attached. You should. You should make an entry. Attached. She's attached. attached. Un- uncredited. Attached. Uncredited. Attached. Boom. Like one of our colleagues, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start. Atta- I'm gonna start attaching myself naming, to projects. And I'm see, not naming any names, but we do have a works. friend in our circles. <laughs> that loves to uh, add credits on IMDb, all uncredited credits. Mm. But he makes a name for herself. I'm not going to mention her name, people. Yeah. So. Uh, also on Disney Plus, we're getting Agatha Coven of Chaos. I think I mentioned uh, Catherine Hunt earlier, who's going to be in the Knives Out uh, sequel. But one of my favorites on my top five, Aubrey Plaza, will be joining Ab- uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos. And that's exciting because. Mm. Aubrey Plaza. Now, the only thing I have a problem with is, is she already played a character in Legion, which was um, kind of in the mutant universe of, of Marvel. Kind of like brings that realism of that universe out of the, you know. But it's not the same universe, you know. But but you know, it's Mar- it's Aubrey Plaza, and she's you know she's in there. It's cool. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like it's like part of the thing, but it's like, all right. So Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, as as we uh, talk about this on Disney Plus, Lin Manuel Miranda joined the uh, the Percy Jackson series at Disney Plus as the Messenger God, um, and uh, it's based on Rick Riordan's best-selling series of novels. And he will play Hermes, uh, who looks out for the travelers and thieves, and is himself a trickster. So there you go, Lin Manuel, fantastic, fantastic talent in so many ways. Um. Yeah, you know what? I think this is a good time to take a classic cut break. Um, before we uh, drop some Netflix stuff, and we're gonna welcome our surprise uh, uh guest uh and and drop our second special topic about a TV series finale or movie that we'd like we we enjoy, but we might do it better as far as changing the ending. So yeah, get creative juices flowing. Don't we all want to change endings on a bunch of movies? So, yeah. yeah, so just it's like, oh, it's a really good movie. I just wish they would have did this. Exactly. Maybe, maybe you got something good. I picked a television series for mine. 
um, a uh, but um, you can select a movie or you can select lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you want. So think about that. Let's get the juices flowing and let's go ahead and take a classic cut break. So this week I, I, I decided to let the birthday boy, Vinnie Mac, choose the classic cut. And uh, Vinnie, why don't you go ahead and introduce the cut? You know, I, I wanted something that, you know, was classic and it's kind of inspirational. Um, okay. And this was also, since this is entertainment, it was used in a recent, very popular TV show. I'll let the listeners guess what TV show it was. But I thought this song was used perfectly in this end scene of an episode of a Netflix show. Wow. So give it a listen. See if you can remember what show this was. A Netflix show. And then we come back, we're going to talk about Netflix stuff. So that's the perfect, Boom. perfect segue. All right, so um, you could name the artist in the, oh, the yes. song, right? This is uh, Ario Speedwagon, Time for Me to Fly. Yes, all right. So right after Classic Cut, we'll be back here on BTV. And, uh, oh, yeah, yes. Of course, I, before I forget, right after the Classic Cut, our first pre-recorded interviews from Baltimore Comic-Con that I conducted. Of course, we, we heard one from Zod last week where Zod got yelled at by the comic book creator, which is hysterical. But uh, we're going to uh, first hear um, friends of our buddy Johnny Alonzo, um, the the vendors behind Rebel Rebel. They make some great, great pop culture-related items. And then uh, right after that, Judy Kuhn. She's the singing voice of Pocahontas. Um, you might know her hit song, Colors of the Wind, which is the popular song from Pocahontas. Um, that uh, Judy performed in the um, – I got a very brief, brief uh, interview with her at Baltimore Comic Con. She apparently was in a rush. <laughs> but you get to hear the sound by here on BTV. All right, we'll be back right after that. You got me stealing your love away Cause you never give it Peeling the years away And we can't relive it Oh, I make you laugh And you make me cry I believe it's time for me to fly Al Soto here Below the Belt show here at Baltimore Comic Con with one of the great vendors here from Rebel Rebel. We have the one and only Elizabeth and Jess here. Tell, tell us all about what we can find at your booth. Um, basically, as our motto says, it's clothes for weirdos like you. So if, any, if we get something that we wouldn't want to wear, we send it back. Um, it's basically a store that kind of came out of us wanting a place for us to really shop. So we have things like jewelry. We have T-shirts for everybody. We try to be as size-inclusive as possible because we want everybody to look as badass on the outside as we know that they are on the inside. So We're alternative nerds. We've had a lifetime of shopping, just trying yeah. to find things that we feel cool in. And, you know, Baltimore is a really cool alternative city, but there's no alternative clothes. So here we are. Very much needed. Cool. Very much needed here in the city. Now, what has been your hottest selling item so far today? Oh my goodness! Um, Maybe the Hellfire Club shirts. Whoa! Absolutely. Hello. Yes. Oh, you've got to show one of our favorite sweaters. It's it's so cute. I saw it and had to have this it. As well, has been a really good seller. Wow! <laughs> Let's take a look here. No, you hang up. Yeah. Wow. And if you if you love Scream, this is definitely the sweatshirt to get. And yeah. if you're a fan of Stranger Things, Hellfire 
has been really, really hot right now. Wow, very, very cool. Now, how did you come up with the name Rebel Rebel? David Bowie fans all the way. Love it. Um, I, Love it. I can't remember a time in my life where David Bowie wasn't some sort of part of it, whether it was like music, movies, anything like that. So it kind of we were trying to decide names, and we made a huge board, and this one just stood out, and we were like, "This is it." Yeah. Wow. Very very cool. Now, um, where can we find online more information on Rebel Rebel for those that cannot attend Baltimore Comic Con? That would be bemorerebelrebel.com. Wow, BeMoreRebelRebel.com. Yeah. And we are also on Instagram at BeMoreRebelRebel. Right on. Yes. I love it. Rebel Rebel. David Bowie, and I think also of Princess Leia. Uh, I've seen that shirt. Yes. She's got the David Bowie like uh, lightning rod on her face. Love that shirt, too. She was a rebel. Yeah. She was. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what are your favorite genres, both of you, that you like I'm, support in the comic book industry? I'm more into the horror and things of that nature. Okay. So this is a little more her kind of speed, but okay. I, I'm having such a good time. It's been awesome. so much fun. I'm a hardcore anime fan nice. and absolutely old sci-fi, 80s action, so everything here, I mean, is amazing. Conan the Barbarian is my, like, all-time favorite movie, so, Love yeah. That. Fantastic. Well, our friend Johnny Alonso told us we had to stop by the booth and... I had to channel a little Lonzo hair myself, know, right? you know? It's gorgeous. It's Eduardo, Eduardo Munson, the, the Latin version of, of Eddie Munson. Anyway. Makes it better. <laughs> Add some spice. So anyways, thank you so much for talking with us. Yes, thank you. Jess and Elizabeth here at Rebel Rebel, one of the great vendors here at Baltimore Comic Con. Thank you. We're here with Judy Kuhn, singer, voice actor, actress extraordinaire. Are you having a good time here at the Baltimore Comic Con? I am. It's been fantastic. <laughs> nice. And of course, you're known for the singing voice of Pocahontas. Yes. yes and a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, yes. I was curious if you're, you've been uh, asked to do uh, any of the live-action Pocahontas. Oh, no. I don't think there is a live-action Pocahontas. Well, my, let me rephrase. If you're... Uh, reached out to possibly uh, oh, okay. doing the live action Pocahontas. I, I don't think I'm the person who would be playing that part. <laughs> <laughs> you would, old. though, if asked, though, right? Too old. Right, okay. Too Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually kind of leads to my uh, question. Nowadays, it seems like the ethnicity has to match the character. Yes. And back then, when you were voicing and doing the the songs, you know, the, the musical uh, singing of Pocahontas, you didn't, uh, th- that wasn't necessarily a requirement. Well, they actually did want to cast a Native American as Pocahontas, yes. and, they went, and they wound up doing that. Right. Um, but they just had gotten attached to my voice on the song, so right. they had Irene Bedard mm-hmm. do the speaking, who, she is a Native American, and, mm-hmm. and they had me do the songs, so... Yeah. And very, very memorable, no doubt. But uh, if asked to sing again, you would... Uh, any hesitation, though, to no, do... No, I would awesome. do work with Disney again in a heartbeat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> who wouldn't want to work for Disney, right? Exactly. Right. Well, tell us about your latest projects. you got a lot going on. Just checking out your IMDb. Oh, oh. Um, well, right now, I don't have anything coming up specifically. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of uh, readings and stuff of theater pieces in development. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw you recently did uh, some work on Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. How was that experience? It was fantastic. It yeah. was great. I yeah, love yeah, the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun. And it came at a really great time when the theaters were shut down. And yes. yeah. Well, Judy Kuhn, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that was Ario Speedwagon followed by... 
two more Baltimore Comic-Con interviews. Thanks again, Baltimore Comic-Con, for uh, providing us with press passes to get some great, great content. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah, you heard Judy Kuhn. You heard Colors, uh, who's known for Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Uh, but uh, I guess I'll announce the closing interview is a big one, guys, here for BTB. And uh, he's a, a Latin actor that has made a lot of waves in Hollywood. He's actually going to be appearing in the Menu movie with Anna Taylor-Joy, as well as another uh, holiday film uh, called Deadly Night with um, the one and only David Harbour. Uh, he's actor John Leguizamo. Um, one of my favorite John Leguizamo movies was Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes uh, from back in the day. I have one of the best movie soundtracks of, in, in my memory. Uh, uh, I like him in Spawn. And he's also the clown in Spawn. And I, I talk about Spawn, Victor. So yeah. this is an interview that you it, – it's a brief but very – we get to all the good stuff. Um, so that's going to close tonight's show. Um, a pre-recorded interview with John Leguizamo. So pretty, pretty awesome here on BTV. Yeah. All right. Um, we do have a special guest joining us, but uh, let's go ahead and throw out um, some Netflix stuff. And now, Vinny, you said, speaking of Netflix, you said the song, the Ario Speedwagon, um, yeah, song that you selected as a classic cut was featured in a Netflix show. Let's see if the audience was correct. Go ahead and announce uh, where we, we heard it. Well, uh, let me ask Victor, because I know Al already knows. D- Victor, do you think you know? Uh Okay, that would be. That would be. (laughs) Season three, episode three of Ozark. Uh, And if you viewers may remember, Ario Speedwagon was actually in the episode, and that is the song they were playing as, I believe, uh, Ben and Ruth were driving to chase the cartel, and then they stop, and then the guy gets out and points a gun at them, and then. He, t- he drives off with Marty as a prisoner and they're just kind of there watching and it's all, pl- it's all happening under that song. And I thought it worked perfectly. I'm a Thanks. sucker. If you can make a dramatic moment work with a good rock song, you- you've got me hooked. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. dope. Wow. Okay. That, that, that's a great, great choice for the classic cut again. Happy birthday, Vinny, Vinny Mac. Thank you. All right. So speaking of Netflix, let's just move on to Netflix. So, um, Apparently, Netflix has partnered with the Coalition to adapt the video game series Gears of War. Um, they're going to make this into a live-action film for Netflix, followed by an animated series and a potential for more stories to follow. And, of course, this, is the, this comes at the 16th anniversary of the original video game's release. So it's one of the – wow, I mean, 40 million copies of this uh, video game was sold – um, of course, released uh, 16 years ago in 2006. Um, but uh, the plot details, and I think the cast uh, hasn't been announced just yet, but maybe the actors in the room might want to get, get themselves ready for some Gears of War. Yeah, <laughs> that should be pretty interesting. Um, has anyone seen the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer monster series on Netflix? I, I haven't eh, haven't watched it yet. I, I plan on it. I'm a fan of Ryan Murphy stuff, but they just renewed that for a second season. Not about Dahmer. It's going to be anthology style, so it's going to focus on a different monster. Um, you know, maybe Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I'm joking. I would to throw that at you. <laughs> It'll be a different monster every season. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to be this time. 
Probably, you know, obviously another series. It's hard because, uh, yeah, do they have like all these people lined up? Or, I mean, there's not a lot of Dahmers out there. Yeah. And, you well, know, it's not, about, it's not about Dahmer. I know, but I mean, there's not a lot of people of that caliber. There, there's know. a Ted Bundy, but that's been done. Sure. Done, and Thanks, all the Mindhunter guys have been done. Like, yeah. I know there's Tommy, people love, they love the, the serial killer documentaries, the movies. I mean, there's been at least three now on Jeffrey Dahmer. So, Jeremy right. Renner, wait, did he play one? Like There's they, been so um, many with about Epstein. Jeffrey you Don. think it'll be Epstein? I don't know. They maybe they the, set they sell John Wayne um, Gacy. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They've done them all. You know. Yeah. I don't know how they can make it fresh again. But uh, one, I'm not. I'm really happy. I, mean, I know General Zod is really happy to hear that Sandman renewed for a second season. That was kind of up in the air because the, the 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 show is super duper expensive. But they just got the green light that they're going to produce a second series. Uh, director extraordinaire Guy Ritchie is going to have a follow-up uh, to The Gentleman at Netflix. He, he's named uh, – the main cast includes uh, Theo James, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Peter Serafinitz, Vinnie Jones, wow, Caio Scolidario, Daniel Ings, Jolie Richardson. Uh, quite quite the cast. Um, and it will be set in the same world as The Gentleman film, but will feature – Entirely new cast of characters. Okay. So um, production begins in the UK. Actually, it just, just began already. So just this month. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm kind of bummed because um, this actress was from the DMV and her series got canceled after one series, uh, after one season. And it's called Partner Track. The actress is Alexandra Tertian. The Tersh. <laughs> she's a sweetheart. She's from Virginia um, originally, and um, she's really made it made some waves in in, in the industry um, since uh, relocating to New York. Um, she also was a series regular on Red Oaks on Amazon. Um, and uh, you know, I know I just saw her post. You know, on, I'm on our personal friends. Oh, <laughs> she posted that she was so happy that she landed. <laughs> Uh, this role and for everybody to try to get this the season series back but you know what i think i can get the tersh on btv let's get the tersh on um yeah. i don't know now it might be a touchy subject but, you know, if series just got canceled gonna be the best i don't know maybe unless she's got a way of getting it like back on the air you know um mm -hmm. but it just did it didn't it didn't it didn't do well in the ratings and the, the streaming ratings for netflix i guess it just didn't meet its requirements you know it was based on uh, a novel called um, The Partner Track, and it's Arden Cho is the main main star of, um, but just just didn't do well, you know. All right, I think we're getting ready to announce. Reannouncing our first. Uh, let's see where he's ready. Let's see. Let's see who it is. A special. Special. Alan's Gutes and Yes, we have our special guest. Eisenson. Guest co-host. <laughs> is that is it Tom Six, the the German horror director? Is that that <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce him, guys. He is one of the brilliant minds behind Turf Valley, which is on YouTube. All seven episodes of season one you can catch on YouTube. Um, yes, he is the writer, uh, showrunner extraordinaire. Tom Ventimiglia, thanks for joining us here on BTB and Vinny's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, Tom. Good to see you, man. That is a surprise. 15 years old. I can't believe it. 
<laughs> Tom, thanks for joining us. We had quite the quite the weekend last weekend for the Baltimore Next Meet the Web Fest, didn't we? Yeah, we very very much did. It was really that was really one of the best best festivals that I've oh, wow. been to. It was really great. It was uh, I mean number one, the uh, quality of the shows were really like high quality shows, like yeah. shows that really made me laugh. Um, plus, I adore the awards. The 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 little the uh, the awards that we got were terrific. They look great. Yeah, look, go ahead and announce it. I haven't announced it yet, Tom. What did did Turf Valley win any awards? That's the question. Yes, he did. We did. We best best comedy, and best director <laughs> for yes Adam. Yes. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't know the gentleman. The other gentleman here. What's yes, we have actor Victor Dobro in the house. Victor, as well. hi. I'm Tom. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Yes. You got a ping pong. You got a ping pong. I was about to say ping pong. <laughs> ping pong game. Ping pong game. Ping pong table. So, uh, yeah, I got. I got a lot of. I got. I, I select a lot of horror stuff. I got a lot of stuff in my basement. A horror aficionado. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Tom, how? Yeah. How did you feel when you heard you won uh, the best? Uh, comedy series at the B&M WebFest as well as uh, Adam winning Best Director. Well, I, you know, it wasn't really so much how I felt. I, my, it was my wife who was like, what? You won Best Comedy? Like, she was like, I was like, yeah, we won Best Comedy. Why are you so... Why are you so... Why are you shocked? Why are you shocked? <laughs> You've been with me for two years through this. Best Comedy? Yeah, and you know, we, we did a really fun panel at the B&M WebFest. <laughs> Uh, myself uh, moderated um, not only yourself, Tom and Vince, who were in attendance along with Adam, but uh, several other creators, Neem Basha from uh, Girl Dad and Chelsea Bunn from Booked and also the creators of Kinsey Versus. Um, all, all comedy series were fantastic. I mean, production quality was just great across the board. And uh, I heard a lot of people talking about Booked. Um, yes, yeah. But I kind of was like, I was literally into Kinsey versus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that yep. was a little more creative. I mean, you probably like that more as a writer. Right, Kinsey versus more as a writer. As actors, the booked um, series, um, oh. yeah, it was all about the uh, struggles of an actor, you know, in this. Um, yeah, it was nothing character. groundbreaking, but it, it was funny. I was, I mean, yeah, it was very funny. had some really moments that a lot of us can relate to. We even we threw Victor's name out there at uh. What? We did no, because we. There's a, scene, <laughs> there's a scene in booked where this agent is talking to his client and he's like, well, you know, I mean, you know, Michael ja Michael Patterson, you know, he's Mr. Thirty Percent. We're like, we, we know a Mr. Thirty Percent. Oh, that was Victor. Right. Yes. What's thirty percent? Well, that, that was your booking rate, or you thought it was <laughs> before it dropped. <laughs> percent booking rate because that's super high you know that's ridiculous you basically book a third of your ridiculously high absurdly well, i mean after my first show i was 100 so you can really relate to the show because you should check it out and of course girl dad had some similarities girl dad the other uh series had some parallels to 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 turf valley because it was dealt with single fathers you know so that was kind of a Totally. An interesting nice. thing, yeah. So again, all all the all the uh, projects that were shown were great. Plus, and I have an eleven year old daughter, so I did really feel a little connected to that piece. Oh, uh, in in that I will also never let her date. 
<laughs> right, eleventh a little too young to date. Yeah, that that's <laughs> so I, uh, they're straight up eighteen. I was like, why? What's the point? What's the point <laughs> dating until you're eighteen? Because what are you gonna get married? Like, where's that? Where does it go? That's good. Yeah, exactly. You think and you think about uh, well, upside to and do. as teen young teenagers or pre teenagers, where are their minds right away? You know, yeah. So yeah, you you know exactly. <laughs> no upside at all. You're right. Exactly. I got to meet some person. Forget right. it. Forget it. So we had a good panel. We talked about like the some of the highlights, of course. You know, the, dealing with comedic timing. You know, making sure that the writing, that the jokes land. You know, you and are then, a very good host. I appreciate that. Thank I, you. Yes, he is. He is. You were so it. smooth. <laughs> and we had to pass that mic around like, uh -huh. like the one bottle of booze at the camping trip. Yes, for the audience questions. We got those down, too, as well. Yeah. But both of you couldn't make an attendance for the awards show, so someone had to represent uh, to accept the Turf Valley oh, Awards. I have been paying for this. Right. Someone Get had to accept it on behalf of you guys. So I, I think the <laughs> And we I still have it, Al? Are you keeping it? I, no, I gave the awards to Tom. We actually I met read, And I picked them up, god damn it. Well, Al, it was good you were there, man. It was because you're, you know, you're a lemon gentleman, so. But uh, yeah, no, happy to accept the awards on your your, your all behalf and, and got them to you. So, uh, but uh, Tom, we did discuss about season two a little bit. Of, are we able to talk about season two? I have full availability, just to it's let you guys know. Uh, oh, okay, great. Victor's <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, I recommend Victor for any any. Cop, thank you, guys. Non-cop roles, yes. I try to get you on my projects. So I'm waiting to get on someone else's. Cop and non-cops, huh? Yes. I can play a soldier, too. <laughs> and I can audition for anything. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood police officer, that's for sure. Uh, well... I mean, we, I mean, really, at this point, it's just dead, deadpan. If you need a deadpan, no, no emotions, just the facts. Oh, okay. I, oh. I can do that. That must be the thirty percent. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Secret to the. You should write a book. Secret to the thirty percent. But uh, are we getting a season two, Tom? Uh, well, I, 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 I believe so. I mean. Okay. Listen, I, number one, it's not writing. That's the, it's not the writing that's hard, I don't think. It's not the, because that, I mean, the ideas are percolating and, and, and we're writing a ton already. Um, I think we just need, I just, I think it's about the sponsorship. I think, um, but we, we have, uh, I just got off a meeting. We have um, pretty regular meetings about sponsorship and, um, Look, I think that that's the way of the future. I mean, I, I want we want to make a lot of shows. We want to pay people really well. We want to hire and pay everybody. Um, and we we think we have a show of value. You know, it's a it, it's a show that makes you laugh. And mm -hmm. um, and brands, other brands in locally or nationally, I think um, can make use of that of that tool in their own products. Yeah, so. uh, is Charles Mann a recurring character? Is this the same show? I, I hope Vince? so. I hope he wants to keep. Because on. I hate I hate the Redskins uh, or Commanders or whatever they are. So <laughs> you just have me show up on screen and be like, "Go Cowboys!" And then yeah. I just X X X X X so many people from DC are, are Cowboys fans. I forgot about that. Oh, They're what fans? 
Cowboys fans in DC. There's which a lot is of weird. Cowboys fans in DC. Uh, America's team. Uh, yeah. Jason Warren Williams is a Cowboys fan. We were in Philadelphia. We yeah. Oh my sure god. Wait. Okay, Tom. You kind of glossed over this. You were like, "Well, <laughs> the writing's the easy part." I mean, is is it really? You guys can just crank out like seasons. I could crank out episodes of this show. I could easily do one a day. They are not, it's not because the, it's not because they're, it's like, I mean, the thing is, is that you walk around and every single day is so ridiculously absurd. I feel like no minute of my life is not like the show. <laughs> you know, so I don't know, like just, uh, just hit record and then all of a sudden just, and it comes, you know. And if you, are they all self-contained or is there a continuity? What's that? Through, are they all self-contained or is there a continuity from each episode? Well, I always believe in um, an arc. I mean, it doesn't, it's a okay. comic, so it doesn't have to be that right. serious. But, um, you know, I'm a, liter- I'm a literary man. I like, I like. There's arc. definitely a, there's a through line. And I mean, the, the mystery is carrying through. Yeah, and I and I and I'd like to develop that. Um, very much like to develop that. Um, you know, I think we're going to change the format of the show. Uh, I'll move it a little bit off the corner and more in other. We, we're really kind of into um, like the third space, that third place where people get to talk for seven to eight minutes. Like the cor- that's what the corner was basically. Um, but you know, there's a, there are other spaces like that in the lives of um parents and adults where you don't really you know you you have seven minute conversation and you move on and then that's that yeah band Um, practice and band practice an interrogation cell and more lemon gentlemen lemon gentlemen songs yes i'm ready man tell me the song i get the ready to base it up buddy I won't really be happy until the Lemon Gentlemen are like the monkeys, where you guys yes. a whole career. We need more Lemon Gentlemen, yes. But paying dividends to the creator. There you go. There you go. I was nope. thinking it would be fun, Tom, as a, a music video, like a, um, within, the, within the series of us producing a music video for the Lemon Gentlemen. I think that would be awesome. What do you imagine that would be like? Well, you know, the spaceship door would be all wearing like uh, astronaut suits. And there could be a prop spaceship, and then Jasmine could come out. You yeah, like, know. like German eighties pop. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, or maybe the next hit song. I, you know, of course, uh, a million miles was the season one yeah, highlight song. So I guess the second season will have to have a different marching. <laughs> guess yeah. Well, I like the way Al. I'm just gonna sit over here writing all your ideas down. Co-writer. I don't care what. It's just more lemon, gentlemen. <laughs> that's more. That's more IMDb credits for Al. Yeah, how, about, how about a show called The Lemon Gentleman? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the Lemon Gentleman, starring yeah. Al. <laughs> well, that's only a little too too. No, uh, no, okay, but Elephant in the Room. Base. Let's let's be honest. One of the most interesting characters is Danny, the knockoff Amazon delivery guy. Are, are we going to see more of Danny? By your your truly? you talking? I like being Danny. I really feel like I am Danny in so many ways. I feel like a, you are I'm him. You're really acting. I okay, okay. This like yeah, a, you a, a POS you me, in my neighborhood. You told, me, you told me the other day that you have an interest in maybe even doing more acting work. Yeah, I love acting. I love. Yeah. Acting. You know how awesome it is to not be yourself 
like yeah. before any period of time doesn't make a difference i mean i think it's so great thunder right i thought you were gonna say you know how awesome it is to not have any responsibility (laughs) and not be in charge of anything oh no i mean it's a ton of work and it's i think it's torture it's very torturous i mean it's exhausting too it's exhausting to be somebody else but i think i live realistically in imaginary circumstances is that captain meisner or something i don't know know. see i didn't read slavinowski something like that i don't know i don't know I mean, I want to read all that stuff, but <laughs> but it's not so, this. It's it's it is hard. But when you're directing or producing, it's just like that constant wheel of stress and things. Right. What, what should I be focused? Whereas acting is kind of the challenge is it's the opposite. It's like yeah, just focus on this right now. Yeah. Tune out all this other stuff. I, I mean, it was uh, Adam. It was interesting on set the way, uh, you know, because I I didn't have a ton of experience managing actors when they're not on set so that is a whole like on a producer's side and making okay. sure that people are comfortable and that you know you know in bringing you don't bring the actors onto the set until you absolutely need them you've worked out all the details of the shot yeah. you drain them and i've seen the opposite too actually we were doing um an interview um with jace i was working with jason newton from um uh bal and um, I, I hope I got that. The ABC, the reporter guy. The reporter guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was doing an interview and I had a production crew shooting that interview. And we had them talking way earlier before the camera was set up. And they got, like, they had run out of things to say. By the time we went live, they had nothing left. You know, actually, uh. professionals and they did it perfectly. <laughs> but I also knew, like, I was like, oh, sorry, Jason. well well tom yeah we hope you can uh, participate on our our special topic that we like to uh, throw in on every episode of below the belt show so this special topic will be take your you know one of your favorite movies or television shows that might have not had the best ending and rewrite you know loosely obviously not the whole thing but how would you change the ending what would you do? You know, what happens to certain characters and everything? Um, and we kind of just go around the panel and, and talk about, you know, how it would change things uh, in a, a favorite television show or movie. Um, I guess that you should. Can I start? I, I guess. Uh, you please model, model, model the baby. Uh, model, model the baby. And of course, we'll give because Tom, Tom's kind of getting this topic, you know, right, you know, kind of yeah, like on the fly. Right. And uh, maybe Vincent and uh, Victor uh, will go next. So I took Game of Thrones um, season eight um, oh, yeah. series finale, which of was course. very polarizing. When I think of that, and I've, I've always wanted to talk about how I could change the ending of this particular. Um, with the Starbucks uh, cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Starbucks. Cup. First of all, get the season. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, you know, everyone talks about how underwhelming the damn ending was with Bran the Broken, um, you know, ascending to the Iron Throne. It was very, very lackluster, you know, not enough character development. But, uh, I, you know, this is this is my little twist on how I think it should end. All right. So everything that happens from episodes one through seven happens, right? Daenerys, you know, pretty much destroys King's Landing with Drogon. You know, Cersei and Jaime Lannister die. 
Um, and of course, you know, this brings us to the very pivotal scene where Jon Snow confronts Daenerys for her wrongdoing. But this is where it changes for me. All right. So Jon Snow is about the killer. But Daenerys says, no, she is pregnant with, with Jon's baby. All right. So that hesitates Jon wanting to kill Daenerys despite the horrible, horrible things that she's done. Um, so they reconcile and they kind of, um, decide, okay, we're going to, you know, raise this, this future prince or princess. Um, and then the thing is after Queen Cersei dies, there's no more successors from the Lannisters. All their children are gone. Um, Tyrion Lannister, Peter Dinklage, he has, wants nothing to do with it. So, um, basically there's this Stark versus Targaryen war. Where Sansa Stark, who's the eldest Stark, who should claim the throne, she's the eldest, instead of Bran the Broken, who no one gave a fuck about. And Danny, the oldest Targaryen living, I mean, she has no siblings, you know, she, her brother's gone. Um, they have this war, and then the armies fight. Jon is conflicted, sides with Sansa, her sister, or his aunt, who's also the lover, <laughs> Daenerys. Uh, lots of, lots of lots of um yeah families uh incest lots of incest happening in the game of thrones world so eventually um danny and sansa fight it out in a sword battle where um she's killed but she's like about to give birth they were able to save the baby um and that is the new prince that was promised aegon targaryen Descends the Iron Throne. Um, it's more. It has more of an impact. Um, brings relevance to Song of Ice and Fire. And um, because Jon John Snow is still, you know, people call him a bastard or whatever, even though he's proved that he's indeed a Targaryen, he decides to go north of the Wall. And you can still um, do that spinoff series of Kit Harrington as Jon Snow, um, King of the North, still remains. So. I think that's a more satisfying ending. I don't know. It shows a little bit more of the the Daenerys uh, rage and 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 her 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 decided to go heel turn on 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 everything and uh, and you know someone a little more you know, deserving you know more appropriate for uh, being on the Iron. It's called Song of Ice and Fire, but you're gonna have Branda broken as king. It just doesn't make sense. So that's how I would rewrite the Game of Thrones series finale. <laughs> I put a lot of thought in this one. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good one. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, Vinny and Victor, your favorite movie ending or TV finale ending that you you think would use a rewrite, and what would you do? Well, thanks Victor. for spoiling Game of Thrones for me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I told a fantasy version, so you. you oh, okay. <laughs> Victor, you get you got one. Uh, yeah, I wasn't as, as thought out. I had to, I had to mute myself because my dogs are about to fight. So, but, um, honestly, uh, I didn't even set this up, but cue the Halloween, um, because it was, it's new. Uh, it's, you know, just came out in the theaters. It's my number two favorite franchise ever behind Friday, Friday 13th. Of course. Um, so people were looking at, and what I like to see is when series and, and, and shows or movies get a lot of fan service nods like Superman versus Batman. There was a lot of Easter eggs. It was a lot of service for the fans. 
Um, um, but like, so Halloween, you know, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, you should, but dies at the end for that, for that series. Inside. Oh, that was going to keep fighting. Um, nice. Go but, mobile uh, there. Yeah. So, so Halloween, he dies at the end and, um, he's like, weak. Well, that's he's, a spoiler alert. yeah, like he's weak. He's old. And um, it shows like when he kills, when he's not killing people, he's like so old, he can't even move. And then he kills people and then he like he j- re- gets energized. And like a lot of fans are like, that's a bunch of junk. And then they don't show him. This is the Halloween kills, the last one. And they don't show him, but like 10 minutes of the whole film, the whole film's centered around like a, another love story and someone else, like a younger actor or younger character um, that somehow has this like. Uh, connection with Michael Myers and they're just way off so like none of the show none of the ep- episodes none of the actual movies showed anything like that so the fan service would have been if they tied in uh, Halloween part three season of the witch which is supposed to be like starting an anthology uh, and it wasn't really it wasn't tied to the franchise at all other than showing Halloween on the TV in the in the show or in the movie but some people had a good point that they could have led in a different direction. The direction I would have liked to see it in is that they should have wrote it so that season of the witch part three, the masks were like um, possessed, like the kids, whoever wore them, you know, on Halloween would, would either, they would all die or they'd go crazy. They kill each other and stuff like that. So there was a, it was open-ended enough that you could have wrote in how Michael Myers mask was one of the original prototypes. And that when he wore it or whoever wore the mask, would have been controlled by like this this off camera corporation, um, you know, hiding in the background or operating in the background. Oh, so they could they wow. could have went with that. They could have explained how oh you have superhuman strength, you can't really die. It's a prototype, um, but that's why he needs his mask. That's why you know when you wear it, you're like superhuman. So they could have. Other than that, I didn't th- think too much of it. But like um, it was a real letdown for fans and like Terrifier too. The small indie project was was, was really given highly well, given given it a run for its money uh, for the budget that it had, mm-hmm. but uh, just disappointed. And and they knew it was going to disappoint a lot of people. And um, you know, just there's no way that Halloween um, character version and that under that um, universe is going to come back. So people still wanted to see it. So it's going to be another who knows Rob zombie reboot or whatever, but mm-hmm. I like the idea of turning it back into an anthology. Uh, uh, I guess uh, if that's the right word, like turning it back into like you bring out Halloween every, every year, every other year, and it's different stories or one story. And then the next year it's a different story. So you can get away from the Michael Myers, but obviously it's like my second favorite franchise. They just kind of messed up. I mean, Halloween, uh, I guess went 2018, Halloween 40 or whatever it was called. I mean, and Halloween kills was really good. And then they just made this one really, really bad. But a lot of the horror films, you can kind of change, you know, like it's ask the fans. at some point though, man, how long? No, it's not. On? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so Friday the <laughs> 13th, you can reboot. And I, and like you say something because you don't even see, you haven't seen any of them. You, you haven't seen it. I want it to be over. I want it to stop. <laughs> yeah. My favorite movie ever is Friday the 13th part. I agree. Part, with part, the part 3D. I agree with you. I think that's brilliant so, to go further on the mask detail of how they get their powers and how he's so invincible. Yeah. But I do agree that I feel that he needed to die because he has 
caused so much um, tragedy in the first two film or sorry, entire film franchise. And, you know, you know, you have to have that final, you know, but the final girl being Jamie Lee Curtis and and daughter, um, you know, having the, that payoff. And as, as, and and I think that that still needed to happen. Maybe, maybe not as in that fashion. I mean, they could have still killed them. They still could have killed them, but like, like, could have tied in all, all, all the different movies together somehow and still yeah. left it o- open. Like, like it would have left it open. Like, yeah, the guy died, but the mask is still on her table. It, yeah. It's the mask that's possessed. It's because it, and what you do is you show a, a sham, a silver shamrock logo. Right. Uh, but not like the hard logo that you never see on that mask, but like maybe show the imprint of it on the inside of the mask. Right. Is and, and there was a, there was somebody made that uh, Photoshop. And that's all they had to do was show a silver shamrock imprinted logo on the inside of the mask. There you go. That's what that they would have done. Good. Sorry. Awesome. How about you, Vinny? Wow, I did not it's put the thought into it. You guys did. It's so much easier to rip to rip an ending than to think of your own. So I'm just going to do that. Um, Seinfeld. That was such a bad ending. And I wish they had done. Yeah, that's classic. Did they end at a jail? Yeah. They end in a jail cell. It was just a trial and then a jail. And then I can't even remember how it really ended. Did they die or they were just in jail? One or the other. No, they, <laughs> they did not die. It was, that was it Sopranos. Was, it was yeah. just a bloated, bad, Doom drawn out. They should have either just had dinner in the diner or just done a regular episode or had Jerry do stand up for an hour. I don't know. Anything other than what they did would have been. You think we were canceled? I'm seeing they could have done a. What? Like a, uh, like a meta thing where they reveal the show being yeah. the show. I think that would have been the whole show. But the whole show no. was like that. Yeah. They had one at least one episode where they talked about it being a show, right? That yeah, was like the, the running gag, intimating a little bit that the, the yeah. show was becoming self-conscious. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. That going pulling back, yeah, the cameras, the studio up. audience, kind of pulling back. You know, sure, and, yeah, yeah, anything. Um, but better, I don't, better than them all being a super episode that wasn't funny. It was just ridiculous and yeah, didn't have a big payoff. Yeah. It was too much hype. I like his interview with Larry King. He's like, "What? You don't know this? What? <laughs> you thought we were canceled? What? I had the top show for 25 years. I like that. I like that clip on Larry King. Yeah, that's right. That is a great clip. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's Tom, cool. you got something? I mean, or I mean, all right, I've got, I, I give you two answers, but I just, one, I, the first thing I would, if I could end differently is I would end Star Wars differently. Now, which one? Which, yeah. Good question. Right. So, it, so we all saw in order of chronology. Yes. Of our lives. It was four, five, six, six. And then I'd stop right there. I wouldn't uh, make any of the other films. Oh, no, no. I can't. I love the Mandalorian Book of Boba. And, so and, <laughs> and save yourself. Save yourself and everybody else a lot of trouble. Well, okay, so so starts at episode four. What, what would you, how would you do one, two, and three differently? Because they were, they were very, you know, they were very. I, uh, actually, I, I mean, I, I think one, two, and three was a very reasonable. I didn't hate. I'm not a hater of one, two, and three. I mean, I'm actually not even a hater of Jar Jar Binks. I mean, look, me neither. He was funny. There, there was what, (laughs) 
eight, it was like 86 or what was it? 86 that Jedi came out. And then it was like 98 or something like that. Or 99 for episode one. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> I had changed. You know, we, I'd grown up I had years, a whole decade had passed for God's sakes. I mean, so what I don't, you know, that Jar Jar Binks was in there and people were pissed. I was like, but you're not sixth grade anymore. What are you talking about? Like, of course, there's Jar Jar Binks in there. <laughs> you know, that's fine. You know, it's okay. Yeah. So, that so was, you wouldn't change Jar Jar Binks, but what would you change? I would not have made any of the, the I can't even watch any of the films of whatever numbers are after those numbers. seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. I could not watch a single moment in any of those shows. Now, again, okay, I was okay. now much older. So maybe that's a factor. I couldn't, cause those movies couldn't, I couldn't tell whether they wanted to be funny or they wanted to be serious mm-hmm. or whether it was going to be like, you know, magnitude mm-hmm. or what is gonna have like frozen, frozen Carrie Fisher floating through space. Like what were we doing here? Like what that was Ryan Johnson's call? <laughs> or like, that, yeah, I just not, that wasn't my, <laughs> now, the, okay, now I just want to just change the subject slightly. Is that, honestly, I really do wish, and I don't really know how I would end it differently, but I really do wish that uh, Deadwood, um, mm. David Melcher show, which is a, a show which I watch over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I wish that that had ended differently because they were supposed to have another season. It never got a proper ending. Um, it feels like an open wound still to me. I feel hurt. I feel like it's like it's like my phantom arm. I wish that the and then they made and then David Milch late in light, late you know right before his right around the time he had Alzheimer's he made the um, the movie conclusion which was okay. Was it okay? It was, it was a little pro forma. Yeah. Okay. So, there are my answers. There's some good. There's some good ones there for sure. Wow, this has been I great. I definitely have killed Daenerys, though. I mean, and I, I like the baby idea. You I killed her a lot later. Oh, yeah, baby. I wanted to. Oh, you kill her with the baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They saved the baby. They saved the baby. Yeah, somehow. So, I, you know, to, you know, I wasn't reading any fanfics. I promise. Those are all original ideas that I was always thinking about because I, you know, but uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna throw a couple more things. Has everybody got a few more before we wrap up the show? Yep. Yeah, everybody sure. good? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool, cool. Let's just talk about some stuff going on HBO, man. Um, If anyone's a Dune, you mentioned Star Wars. Is anyone a Dune fan? They're doing a prequel called Dune the Sisterhood. What? Yeah, Dune the Sisterhood. This is going to be 10,000 years. Why don't they finish the first two movies? I have some available. <laughs> they need, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they still got a couple more movies, right? Uh, But yeah, this will be a prequel. The first movie. It's just going to be finished. Right. Ten thousand years though before the um, the events of the that we're showing in the movies, and they just announced uh, Travis Fimmel will be joining the prequel series. Um, so yeah, um, pretty pretty crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's um, the, the so this show is going to follow the Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish. The fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit, which we've heard many times in the Dune uh, movie being referenced, of course. Do you, and, uh, do you understand why though, I think that that's crazy? That they're they not just finishing the story that they started and starting a new story. Doesn't that feel a little weird as a weird choice? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to go to the prequel without going forward to the next. Yeah. I mean, like, they are going to finish the first one, though, right? Part two is coming out. 
Part two, I think, is already in the can because I remember Florence Pugh having some like scheduling issues, like whether she's going to make it or not. You know, I don't know. Um, I didn't finish the first one anyway. Yeah, um, not a writerly choice. Yeah, and um, whew, what else? Um, so also on HBO, um, Robert Downey Jr. is returning uh, to television, um, in a series called The Sympathizer. Um, and this is actually uh, they actually had to have a casting call for Vietnamese actors um, because it's ba- based on a uh, Pulitzer Prize winning debut novel of the same name to examine the hardships of, hardships of half French, half Vietnamese communist spy during the final days of the Vietnam War. So just announced um, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce these names. I'm going to totally mispronounce them. But Hoa Zanudi, <laughs> who was in Cowboy Bebop uh, oh. as a main character. Uh, Fran Nguyen, Khan, Tone Lee, Vai Lee, Alan Trong are rounding up the the Vietnamese cast that they were trying to find. They did a whole like nationwide search, you know. I know they did something similar. They were trying to find uh, the Filipino security guard when they contacted me for Jennifer Lopez's rom-com. So <laughs> sadly, I did not book that. God damn it. They'll live well, to rue that choice. I know. Mistake. <laughs> um, Westworld canceled after four season, which is disheartening for Westworld fans because you're not going to get that. Um, they're not going out on their own terms, you know. Of course, you know when a series like doesn't finish, that's really terrible. It's that's bad news, you know. I was obviously behind. I wasn't, you know. I, I got halfway through season two. Season one was groundbreaking. It was exciting. I loved it. The but it's tremendous. Season one's great. Did you continue, Tom? I stopped. Yeah, you stopped. <laughs> so I well, gave season two a because it was a lot of story. And yeah. Take a breath. Right. Yeah. I watched I season can't... season four, episode one tonight, and I oh. couldn't I couldn't track it. I, I, oh, so you yeah. started season four to to, to I you, skipped uh, season three and oh, started yeah. season four to try to prepare for this podcast, and I I couldn't get into it. <laughs> but uh, the movie, dedication. the original movie, is awesome. And the first series is great. Second series is good. But third series, I didn't even like. Okay. Well, I didn't expect you to watch, but awesome. <laughs> but this was, yeah, created by J.J. Abrams. It was in good hands, you know. It just. He made all of them? J.J. Abrams is the producer for all. But. Uh, That's great. Husband and wife producing duo were the showrunners. Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Mm. Yeah, they were the showrunners. And um, it just apparently just uh, due to dwindling viewership was one of them. Have you per- seen the original movie? The, uh, have you? I haven't seen it. You I have, have to. You have to, Al. You're too young. you got to go back a couple of decades or so. You'll bring uh, it's, it's a great one. It's got some really good actors in it, too. It's, mm. it's, class, it's a classic. I'll have to check it out. Also, the, the hefty price tag. I mean, this the, this is one of the most expensive series to produce. So when you have a very expensive show with dwindling viewership, um, it's just not, yeah, it's sadly just not going to work. How much is it costing per episode on that show? Oh my gosh, millions of dollars per episode. What's the exact number? Um, I mean, is that, that, yeah, I think like 30 million is like, um, was like, was Lord of the Rings was up there. Wasn't that 30 million? Like Lord no, of the Rings? Um, we the, have the, we the have queen. The I think the queen the series, the crown yeah. is like 30 million dollars. The crown was 30 million. Wow. Yeah, it, it's probably yeah. I can imagine it's even more because billion dollars an episode. Yeah, Ooh. it's up there because of all the special <laughs> effects and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a surprising and very shocking that they they didn't want to eight million least... per episode. There you go. What was it? Oh, you eight looked it up. Mil- 
Uh, this looks about eight million per episode. Eight million per episode. Okay. Yeah. So I think ten million is super, ten million somewhere super high. in there. Yeah. It's that that's super high already. So. Um, okay. So here, season one, total in total, was cost an estimated hundred million. So you're right. Ten episodes, ten million an episode. Uh, yeah. The, do the math. That's a hundred million. Yeah. And that's high by uh, standards in 2016. So there you go. Um, Game of Thrones um, was 125 million, um, but uh, that got the viewers per so, episode. 100 for the entire season. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. 125 million, yeah, and that's cheap uh, for what they made, I'm sure. Based on the viewership, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's you know. Yeah, the, yeah, the feed the dragons, so that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, we're gonna miss that as well for sure. Um, I'll skip Amazon, um, but the only thing I really have on Amazon is that uh, Carnival Row, uh, that's gone. Um, they're closing. <laughs> the Carnival's closing. Uh, the fantasy drama with Orlando Bloom and Cara Devlin, um will return for its final episodes, but will end after I that. My, I wish February, February 2023. Did you watch Carnival Row? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw like half an episode. I think nobody did. That's nobody did. I can't even believe it made it that long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll save Walking Dead for next week because there's only two more episodes left, but I don't think anybody else watches The Walking Dead on this panel. So let's get what? That. I am Walking Dead. I'm mm-hmm. a CRM soldier. You are a CRM soldier, but are you watching the main show, Vic? We got we got Rick Grimes tied up in the back. Oh, you do? And we're going to release them when the CRM soldiers get proper on-screen That's, that's what we're going to find. We're going to find out in the final <laughs> final episode, which airs on November 20th, I believe. November 20th is the final. That's yeah. it. Walking Dead I is done. I had a fan hit me in my DMs, and he was like, what happened to Rick? You're a soldier. You better tell me. You got to tell me. Right, like, right. Yeah. I just, they, I'm they, they, so fans don't know what happened to Rick? Like, that's a, a mystery? Yeah, he was uh, taken by helicopter um, at the end of, what, season seven, I believe, maybe? I um, thought he was going to show up in the season finale of our show, but I think, like, I don't know, COVID, he couldn't fly or something. I don't know. But... For, for World think... Beyond, or leads of World Beyond, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that he's going to be in a post credit scene in the series finale, which is going to air <laughs> on November 20th. We're going to find out what happens to Rick Grimes, as you know. He's going to make gonna... a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, they got know. Michonne. You know, and uh, Rick with their own miniseries, you know, Daryl, they just wrapped. Actually, they just uh, announced the uh, cast members for Daryl's new show. That's Norman Reedus, which is pretty exciting. Um, but they're actually shooting in Paris, France, which is crazy. I have full availability. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's uh, Clemency Posey and Adam Negatis. I have not heard of either actor. But Posey will star as Isabel, a member of the progressive religious group, joins forces with Daryl on a journey across France and finds herself confronting her dark past in Paris. And the gays will play Quinn, said to be a displaced Brit who has become powerful in post-apocalyptic Paris as a black marketeer and owner of the Demimonde, a sexy underground nightclub. C'est la vie. C'est la vie, mon chéri. <laughs> it's it's gonna be you know. Like, are you? It's not. It's gonna continue, man. It's gonna continue. I mean, the penultimate episode had a lot, a lot of uh, kept me on the edge of my seat. 
Um, but I'm really looking forward to this season finale. But, you know, we'll get more into the season finale talk when that comes out. Um, but uh, I guess I think we have to say goodbye to um, Tom Ventimiglia. Au revoir, yes. gentlemen. Tur- au revoir, Turf Valley. Uh, where can we see Turf Valley? <laughs> Throw it out there, Tom. I rove, I rove German, but I'm leaving French. <laughs> Frenchified me. Nice. Um, au revoir. Yes, Turf Valley www.turfvalleyshow.com The store is now live A Lemon Gentleman shirt can be purchased yes. I want one by the way Eight man. pence <laughs> Eight pence Can I get one? Oh. <laughs> I pence. think I deserve one, right? For Mike Pence you have to Oh, for Mike Pence oh, For Mike Pence for one <laughs> shirt <laughs> Good night, guys Good night, right, good night Tom, Tom. Thank you, buddy Good to see you Alright, we got seven minutes left for the uh, the birthday boys uh, designated timer. I'm um, just really quick over on Saturday Night Live. They're bringing back Dave Chappelle. I'm so happy. They're finally going to make <laughs> SNL funny. I, t- I swear this exodus of Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, um, Beck Bennett. Um, it, it's just made the show so much less funnier. I'm like, I, watch I haven't it. watched it. Yeah, but I'd, I'd be excited and, to see Dave, even though writers are boycotting already. Some of the yeah, staff so, is walking off. I'm like, get just, over just, man, it's just For God's sake. It's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> Keep, they need to fucking man up. You know, over fucking uh, grow some balls, man. You know, it's I'm like, sorry. yeah, he's a comedian. Not, that might have been a proper no balls for a transgender, you know, community that might be pissed off. But you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'll, I'm offended. I don't yeah. agree with anything you said. Jokes are jokes. For the record. Jokes are jokes. Please understand that. You know, no, sticks and stones, they hurt you or something like that. Um, yeah, sticks and stones was actually the name of one of his specials. You know, that's right. So, it was. Yeah. So um, let's see. Jimmy Kimmel returning to the Oscar stage to be the host for the 95th Oscars. And I think that's a very, very good choice. Um, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, he's he's funny uh, and, and uh, his monologues are they tend to land pretty well. He doesn't he's not afraid no. of making fun of people, but not as good as Ricky Gervais. He's oh, my I like him. Oh, okay. Because he does he did the Golden Globes and he just fucking roasted motherfuckers. He doesn't like, care, man. He does not suck up yeah, to anybody. He's like, he's like Dave Chappelle. He doesn't care, man. And because of cancer culture, it's like making it difficult for some of these guys that doesn't care. Yeah. To, 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 you know, host a show like that. You know what I mean? It's just wild. Um, well, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, ceremony took place. We're not going to be able to see that till like in two weeks, I think, on HBO. But Lionel Richie, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, and Eminem um, inducted. Uh, Carly Simon, Harry Balafonte, Judas Priest, and Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, hey, I'm gonna give you some homework. Go find out when uh, HBO's White House Plumber is gonna come out because I haven't heard anything. Yes. Yeah, that's a good question. What the hell's going Everybody on? Everybody wants to see their, themselves on White House Plumbers. I, I didn't work on it, but uh, I want to see what Officer it. Officer Dirty Officer Dehurte yeah, is. Been, yeah, yeah, you got a great memory. It's gonna <laughs> be very Officer Dehurte is gonna be we very need to blurry. find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris Evans, Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine. Um, yeah, sure, why not? You know, he's Captain America, America's ass, right? There you go. I'm sure the ladies uh, are happy with that. I mean, Paul Rudd got it last year, and he's also in the MCU. So yeah. make it an MCU, uh, you know, someone from the MCU every year. What? When they go DC, Lion Beckwith is going to get it. Man. <laughs> there you go. 
That's, he wishes, yeah. Uh, let's see. Whoopi Goldberg, the latest celebrity to leave Twitter in, in wake of Elon Musk. Dang it. So many celebrities oh. are not happy with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. Oh. They're freaking leaving the, the platform, you know? Um, yeah, is this, Ken Olsen. Is this, from, is this from Canada? Didn't they all say they were going to move to Canada? Right. I guess. <laughs> let's see. Who else? Crappy Griffin, apparently. Uh, she oh. got in some trouble. Yeah, apparently. They uh, suspended her account for impersonating Elon Musk. Apparently, she has a, a Twitter handle that impersonates Musk. Hmm. Um, which I think is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> um, Shonda Rhimes from This Is What Us and executive producer Ken Olin apparently left Twitter. They said, not hanging around for whatever Elon has planned. Goodbye. I'm out of here. I mean, right. I mean, come on. Is that is this so that's virtue leaving now, right? You have to announce yeah. it. You got a signal that you've left. Job just like count. they were all going to Canada. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like, okay, so he leans right politically, but I mean, don't most billionaires lean right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, these a lot of these celebrities are not billionaires; they're millionaires only. So that's why. Yeah, that's right. That's probably why. You know, um, we talked a lot about Me Too last time, so we're not going to repeat that. Um, and that's pretty much all I have. The last thing I have on the list is rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Very, very sad. Only 34 years old. Um, of course, he's the younger brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. How did he die? He, found, he was found dead in his home in Lancaster, California. No cause of death was given, but they did find some aerosol cans. Apparently, you can get high off these aerosol cans. Um, spray paint? Yeah. Aerosol, you can, you can breathe, it, breathe it and get high off these cans or something like that. It's so someone said he had been sober for several several months. So yeah. that's why they're thinking it was shocking that he would fall off the bandwagon. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this is what the one article said. Uh, it, it could could be. I don't know. They, they said they still say it's not. They haven't uh, um, confirmed the cause of death yet, or whether it was those aerosol cans that were found. You know, but you know, Nick Carson. My heart is broken today. You know. Uh, even though my brother and I have had a complicated relationship, my love for him has never faded. Apparently, they had a very, very tumultuous relationship. So it's certainly very sad. 34 years old. Um, yeah, that's too young. And a lot of things, people said he had, like, mental health issues because he apparently started getting, like, face tattoos. And I remember yeah. listening on Howard Stern, like, yeah, that's kind of a sign of mental illness because – Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike really care anymore at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really care anymore, yeah. And I think some tattooers wouldn't even tattoo people, you know, on their mm. face. Yeah, so – uh, we also lost guitarist Jeff Cook. Um, we lost uh, Susan Tolsky, comic character actress from Here Comes the Brides. Uh, Douglas McGrath, Tony, an uh, Academy Award-nominated writer, director, and actor at the age of 64. Angie Prime, charming actor, car character actor um, from Bandolero, Chisholm, Wide Country, and dozens of other westerns. That's the way at the age of 86. British actor Leslie Phillips from Harry Potter, the Carry On films. He was 98. Ted White. Ted, Ted White passed away. Now he is, he is Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees, part four with um, uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, no. He just passed away? Uh, like two, three weeks ago. So he was 95 oh. years old. 
95. Uh, and he was the most experienced and he was the oldest person to ever play Jason Voorhees. Um, and he, he was in movies with Clark, Clark Gable. He was in movies Jeez. with, uh, he was a cowboy stuntman. And then they used him in, in those shows. So he was a stuntman all throughout the 80s, but he was an actor and he was a right. horseback rider in like, um, like with John, John Wayne and all these guys. Um, so he's like the oldest veteran. Wow. Um, and he, he said he hated working with that little kid, that little snot-nosed kid who had no respect and <laughs> was running around <laughs> sets. But anyway, he's the most famous guy that I know that's passed away recently. So now we've lost we've lost three Friday the 13th Jason Voorhees actors, and I've met two of them. You met two of them? Um, oh. The baghead one from part uh, part uh, two, and um, Steve uh, Richard Brooker from part three, 3D, mm-hmm. is my favorite movie, and now Ted White. So that's two, three, and four, those movies, the Jason Voorhees actors that passed away. Wow. Well, the Leslie Phillips actor from Harry Potter was 98, so yeah, he lived a, a full life. Um, all right, we'll definitely celebrate life for those celebrating a birthday, including Vinnie Mac. Happy birthday, Vinnie Mac. Thank you very much. It's better the big, than the alternative. The big, are, we, are we able to say it on the air? <laughs> I'm, I'm still playing 30 to 39. There you go, 30 to 39. Yes. Me too. Happy birthday, Vinnie Mac. Uh, the Hulk, you. Luke Ferrigno, is 71. Um. Peppa of Salt and Peppa is 58. Don't meet your heroes. Eric Dane from Grey's Anatomy is 50. Uh, Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees is 49. And Baltimore's own Cisco, Drew Hill, is 44. That's birthdays on November 9th. Um, and also got to wish Chachi McFly, BTB's own, a happy birthday. He's uh, celebrating in Utah. He's His goal is to visit all continental states. Uh, and, and I guess he's only got Alaska and Hawaii left. That is a hell of an accomplishment. How many people could say they've, they've been to all 48 continental states and he wants to visit Hawaii and Alaska. And of course he just, uh, his 48th state was Utah. They just Mm. visited last week and we'll be celebrating, uh, the one and only Chachi McFly's birthday next week. And of course, also today's the birthday of. I know you guys have met him. Party Artie, Art Hall, my buddy from California. It's his sure. birthday, too. So uh, happy birthday, Party Artie, as well. So uh, And happy birthday, Vinny Mac, Vinny Eisenson. You're on BTV. We're ending tonight's show okay. with a great on-location interview with John Leguizamo, man. I got to talk to John Leguizamo at Baltimore Comic-Con. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. interview. Uh, talks about the menu, Deadly Night. Um, his the pest? Um, Did you ask him about the pest? I didn't ask him about the pest. I asked him about Spawn because Tom McFarlane okay. wants to produce another Spawn movie, and he talked about his graphic novel autobiography, which is very innovative if you think about it. Sweet. You know, not just any typical autobiograph uh, autobiography because he loves comic books. He actually writes a comic book uh, called Phenom X for Image Comics. He decided to make his autobiography an illustrated graphic novel. So I think that's, that's awesome. really really yeah. cool. It's called Ghetto Clown. So, uh, can I so, guess? Yeah. So let's go ahead and say goodnight to the panel. Vince Isaacson, aka Vinnie Mac. Thank you so much. Your friendly neighborhood police officer, the one and only Victor Dobro. I'm Al, Celebrity Soto, guys. We will see you guys next week. Until then, peace.
Guys, we're here with actor extraordinaire, author, and comic book creator John Leguizamo yeah, yeah. here at Baltimore Comic Con. How are you doing tonight? I'm having a great time, man. Baltimore Comic Con is, uh, I feel like it's, it, it really takes care of the artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the Ringo Awards last night, which is a blast. I got to present. It was, I'm having a good time. Awesome. Well, let's talk about, first of all, comic books. Yes. Phenom X, really cool. I, I actually picked up your McFarlane cover issue of oh, that. Yeah, yeah, tell, us, tell us about the, that story, how you came up with the idea, and uh, if they were due to live action, are you, on, are you the one that's going to be portraying a Phenom X? <laughs> I don't know. I, I might have aged out for, for the role. <laughs> who knows, baby. Uh, well, the concert came from... Uh, the way they dump toxins uh, mm-hmm. near people of color communities, especially Latin and black. Mm-hmm. And uh, so instead of the chemicals killing them, I, I made it that they, it made them immune. And, wow. and, uh, and they could resist radiation. And, and they started to mutate and got all these powers. And then the government tried to recruit them to fight the others who, who had mutated but became evil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's how the concept came out. That sounds super cool, and of course, if they did a live action, I'd love to see see the John Leguizamo. Maybe wear the mullet, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Braided mullet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And you're also selling your autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, it's the first ghetto clown graphic novel uh, memoir. Oh, graphic yeah. novel memoir. Yeah, like yeah. A combination. Yes, nobody had ever done that before. Yeah, I was that's first. dope. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I broke some uh, pioneering and stuff, and yeah. uh, and, and I'm very proud of it. It's uh, based on my one-man show, Ghetto Clown. That was my uh, autobiographical piece of my, of my career. Wow, that's so from good. beginning to end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're still going strong, yeah, yeah, career-wise. Going. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Violent Night coming up uh, around the holiday season. Yeah, two, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just rewatched the trailer uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about your character. Looks like you're playing a little bit of a, of a villain in that yeah, one. Yeah. 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 I, I am the villain of the flick. Uh, yeah. David Harbour's Santa, <laughs> and uh, I'm a disgruntled employee at this super wealthy family, and mm-hmm. and I come to uh, do a home invasion, and Santa stops me. Wow, this is the perfect uh, movie for the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Is it for families or just for oh, adults? Oh, no, not for families. <laughs> I think for the older families. The older families. There's a lot of uh, gore. Okay, awesome. And another great film I saw on your IMDb is The Menu with Anna yeah, Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your uh, role in that project. That looks yeah, awesome. I play a, a movie star, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know we're all like uh, first percent percenters, you know, like very entitled rich people. and. Nice. And we're invited to this island with this, the, one of the best chefs in America. Nice. And then he decides to, um, yeah, to take revenge on us. Wow, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm actually going to see a screening in New York City. When? On November 13th. So oh, Yeah, the day before the premiere. We have a premiere November 14th in New York. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that at the 92Y uh, Kaufman Concert Hall. Which you oh, can still cool. get tickets for that too. Oh, they can. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Is that like a charity event or? A- yeah. Well, uh, it's doing a Q and A with the cast. Um, uh, and uh, yeah. It's oh yeah, because we have we have we have the junket on the yeah twelfth and thirteenth. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's gonna be super dope. Now, yeah. I talked to Todd McFarlane a while ago, oh, and he said you? he still wants to do a Spawn movie. Oh, he still no, no. He already hired. He already hired. Oh, okay. Some great writers. The writers who wrote oh, Joker. Wow. He got them uh, on board. And uh, they started to write. Now, would you like to be involved again? Could you reprise your role, play a new role? I think, think? Todd wants me to do a cameo. I think cameo is uh, oh, nice. what he's, he's, he's offering me. Ooh, wow. <laughs> As the clown or something else? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's got in store. Wow, I'll find dope. out soon when I get on, on, on set. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, this is John Leguizamo here at Baltimore Comic Con. We thank you so much uh, for talking to us here at Below yeah, the Belt Show. Pleasure.
We saw each other at Sundance at the yeah, Creative yeah. Coalition lunch. This yeah, is yeah. interview number two. Number two. Seven years later. Uh, of, of many more. <laughs> two of more, uh, many more. And of course, uh, representing Latin, Latinx artists, thank actors. You, you. Try, I'm trying, yeah. Get the representation out yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Sure. yeah. so sure. that's it. Thank you so much. <laughs> much love, man. My man. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.